everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Pixel Trash Podcast. I'm your host, VJ Preziosi, and joining me on this inaugural episode is my buddy, Jillyfoo. He is a YouTuber with a video series called Nerd World Problems, where he reviews certain aspects of video games and films. Uh, him and I actually collaborated on a review of the PlayStation 2 game Final Fantasy X back in 2019. It's a video that we're both very proud of and goes over an hour in length. And recently, Jillyfoo has made a transition into becoming a V-streamer on YouTube and Twitch. When he's not working on content, he's also an apprentice boxing coach. So in this podcast, we recap the making of our Final Fantasy X review, how he got started on YouTube, why he transitioned to VR, and what it's like working as a boxing coach. This first episode had some technical difficulties. Uh, his webcam footage was lost, and I was using an inferior microphone, which I have since replaced. So this episode is a little rough around the edges, but I hope you guys still enjoy it. Jellyfoo, how the hell are you, dude? I think star is a strong word, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is doing all right. This is uh, this is fun because uh, this is the first time me and you have actually like spoken. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, it's so weird. Like, we've been messaging each other on Twitter and just leaving comments for like, what, almost two years now? Oh, yeah. And this is like the first time we've actually like spoken. Even though like in our video, we technically speak, but we don't really. <laughs> what I like about, uh, I, I'm going to say this out front, y'all are sleeping on that Final Fantasy X review. That just hit, right? dude, that part one just hit a thousand views, not even like a couple days ago. And I'm like, how the hell did it take this? Because that's probably, not even going to lie, that's probably my favorite review. Just because like the way we bounce off each other is so good. And like some of the stuff you added, I really like. You gave me some perspective on like things like Godzilla when we were talking about uh, Sin that I didn't even think about because I'm not really a Godzilla guy. And just uh, your dynamic of being not necessarily, you know, not not a hater or anything, but someone who's never experienced the game before, like a fresh perspective. Oh, God, yeah. Like, I've always wanted to play it. And, like, people kept telling me, like, you need to play it. It's, the, it's like, one of the greatest Final Fantasy games. And I was like, well, I'll play it someday. And then this seemed like the best time to do it when right. we during that review. I was like, well... We needed that. Uh, we we decided to collab, and it was like, well, we need a subject that we'll both have a lot to talk about. And I was like, well, I've not played it, so <laughs> if I play it, I'll have plenty of opinions, very fresh about it. Oh yeah, Man, it it doesn't stand up. It doesn't stand up to what people were saying it would. <laughs> no, what, what was your uh, what did you hear going into it? Because I I I heard like you know it was good and all that, and then when I actually played, I played it for the first time years ago, and I was like, this is really underwhelming and then when i revisited it i was like okay i can appreciate some parts of the story a little bit more mm -hmm. but good lord the pacing of the gameplay i just wanted to bash my head against the wall especially every time t just opened his fucking mouth so <laughs> what was it like, like for you I, I had a friend who like i don't think they played the game but like they're not a person who's good at rpgs though so i don't think they ever finished it but they like so they knew all the lore and the favorite thing was like the romance of it, which I don't think is the greatest. Uh, no, really. no. Um, <laughs> and uh, and like it, it was always harped on like the story and stuff and the and characters, but a lot of characters are questionable in that. And then the story is not bad. It just kind of just meanders on it for a while, and like twists are kind of given away a little quicker than they probably should be. What what did you feel about? How did you feel about the uh, combat system once uh, it it opened up a little bit more and the sphere grid really started expanding? Did it? Did that like? Because uh, that was the thing I liked the most about it. Was that something that you thought was like the shining star? Did it get frustrating for you at points? Like okay, so the sphere grid's a great idea, and 
But it seems like it is made to encourage grinding more than yes. natural progression. Right. And that's just padding at that point. <laughs> what you said about the um, monster arena, how it's grinding for levels, the grind for spheres, the grind for item components. I like that didn't even click in my head. Yeah. But once you said that, I was like, Jesus Christ, that is that is yeah. a grind fest. <laughs> that's literally just be like, if you want the best stuff, you're gonna have to play for a while. Dude, when I was trying yeah. to uh when I was trying to max out some parts of the sphere grid, I it, dude, I'm literally just sitting in front of that save point in front of the arena, just constantly reloading monster fights. Like, oh, this wasn't mm-hmm. it. This wasn't it. This one. There we go. Okay. And, uh, dude, fucking and I think genius. There's, there's only like, thing, and I think that arena is the one place where you can get specific items. Yeah, exactly. In an easy manner. And it's like, okay. And not only that, you have to, you have to defeat 10 of each monster and then go mm-hmm. through this grind fest with a big boss just to get, an item for someone who you probably aren't going to lo- use that much. Mm-hmm. The fucking the lightning dodging for Lulu oh, Celestial. Le- Jesus Christ, a hundred bolts for that. Like, is that fun? Is that fun for somebody? <laughs> oh no! Like who's sitting there and mashes? Dude, because if you fuck up, you have to. Don't you have to start over or something? I, I think I so. Yeah. I, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's a hundred dodges or a hundred dodges in a row. Correct us in the comments. Neither one of us are going to play it again. <laughs> yeah, no, no. When we were uh, writing that review, uh, it was funny because you gave me a little bit of perspective because I never realized how much I curse. And then <laughs> <laughs> listening to our voices contrast, I was like, oh, no, I'm terrible. <laughs> oh, I, for mine, I, I felt like I talked way too uh like monotone like i need to be on my best behavior and try and be as professional as possible that's kind of how i took it even though i probably should have been more casual with it uh, honestly no i think your i think your approach was probably the better approach well it was uh what fit that because i went in like already angry with the game but you because you came in more controlled you kept that tone the whole way through and i, mm. I think that worked but i remember i wanted to have uh, part two start with the um the mini quests or the mini games and the side quests and all that kind of stuff. And that was mm-hmm. the start of a uh, part two. So that was on your channel. But when the original version of that, it starts off and this is still your channel. So it starts off with me going, I fucking hate Blitzball the fucking most. This game is fucking <laughs> bullshit. Dude. I do remember this. And then I, I, I don't know if you noticed, I changed some of the, uh, the dialogue to, uh, I removed some fucks basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I replaced it with like some goddamn like some of it doesn't sound natural for people who are used to how I talk. But I was like, I this is your audience. I got to ease them into how I speak. <laughs> and then like, Blitz Ball was another thing. Like I I couldn't Ooh. be bothered with that, dude. Some I, people some people apparently love it. Like the, like cause it's like a whole other game inside of a game. I guess for them. Okay, that doesn't make it good. <laughs> yeah, like mm, like if if you can if you. There's like an 11 page instruction manual. What yes. I mean, 11 page, 11 chapter right. instruction manual. And, that, that, and I was like, I'm not reading this. <laughs> yeah, what's it called? Like, if you just because you put Superman 64 inside of Final Fantasy 7 Remake, that doesn't suddenly oh make fucking <laughs> Superman 64 a good game. It's still terrible. <laughs> like, oh dude, I grinded, I flew through so many rings for spheres. Great, you wasted your time. <laughs> And like it's like what it's like a combination of like almost like I guess like it feels like it's like chess, but also kind of like football. It's like it's like Madden, 
but like when the players collide, then it turns into a turn-based RPG. And then no matter what I chose, the RNG, win, right? yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. I brought that up. The RNG was bullshit. <laughs> like I, I'm doing math, and I'm like, okay, I should survive this one hit point. And then this dude fist fucks me and takes away all my fist, my life, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess fuck me then. Uh, I, I guess it's like uh, some games have like uh, like a card game in them that you can play. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII was one. That's that's what, that was one. Yeah, and. Uh, and it's like maybe that's what they're going for, like, but they want to make it more in depth, so there'd be like people who'd be fan of that. But mm, even though there are fans of it, but I don't, I don't get it. I don't like it, especially well, since it was required to do at least like what twice. What Blitzball? Yeah, Blitzball. It was required once with the uh, Blitzball Arena. I mean, it felt like twice because you had the two rounds. Yeah. Final Fantasy IX made the same mistake with their card game. It was like Tetra Master is one point in the game where they force you to play, and it's like this game kind of sucks. Like, Triple Triad and 8 apparently is supposed to be really good, but I never bothered with it. That, that, that feels like they were like they were wanting to make an actual card game, and like if we sit them down and make them play it, they'll understand why it's good and why they should buy cards for it. <laughs> with 8, it helped with the uh, the junction system. You were able to refine uh, magic mm. and stuff from the cards. So they're at a purpose. I don't remember Tetra Master being helpful in 9 at all. And Blitzball sure as fuck wasn't helpful in 10. I think they might give you money, but I don't even know. Dude, I bust <laughs> I busted my ass trying to beat that um the the one mandatory fight and when I finally dude, I'm not even kidding. I probably spent how long you spent on the Unalaska fight? I probably spent that on the first match of Blitzball. It was that oh. cuz every time I got close to score, the round would end and the cutscene would play and then I would just be with Waka who's not as good and I had to do that so many times when I finally win, I got like a couple of spheres that you can just get from regular enemies and it doesn't change the story it's not like something that unlocks like uh waka's uh ultimate weapon or something because like with seven you know stuff that seemed minor like could affect like who cloud goes on a date with at the golden saucer but with mm-hmm. 10 it doesn't do anything so you just get a little cutscene where waka goes yay i got a trophy yay yeah i did the thing and <laughs> yeah and god and I remember when it started up and when the round started, I was like, I don't even know what's happening. Oh, yeah, because uh, you're not about to read 11 things. And then <laughs> uh, I was like, how do I go to the next part of this? Like, how do I go forward? I didn't even know that part. Oh, dude, weren't like, those camera angles just the worst? That's what made it un- undoable, uh, unusable for me. Because, like, you have those camera angles, then you have, like, a map of where everyone is. Yes. And they're all just kind of moving everywhere, and I don't know where I'm supposed to go. <laughs> the map looks like three groups of pizza just moving in, like, circles yeah. at the time. <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit, the pizzas are coming for me. <laughs> but, that that game. Yeah, uh, so uh, how excited are you for one day playing 10-2? I actually... I actually had played 10 Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Which, I don't know why. I think it was just at the video store. Which, you know, that, that ages me a fair amount, I suppose. Oh, so was it, uh, this was a while ago, then? Oh, yeah. I was, like, in 8th grade, maybe? Was that right? I, I might be right. And I remember playing it and just being like, this is, like, my expectations were much lower, though, as well. So, and I'd never played or really heard much of 10-2 at that point, really. No, not 10-2, but 10 and 10-2, I guess. Right, right. Because it wasn't really my wheelhouse uh, around that time. And so, like, I remember playing it and being like, this is all right. And there's cute girls in it. You know, so that works. Yeah. <laughs> they took the uh, dead or alive extreme approach with that game. Yeah, yeah. That, that's very easy for a teenager to be like, 
All right, I see what they're going with this. <laughs> There's some, uh, I'm not going to lie, some of the music in uh, 10 to it's, uh, it's a little catchy. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, what the fuck is it? Uh, the What Can I Do For You song. Oh, the World of Real Emotion, whatever it is. Mm. That one's actually, it's a bit of a bop, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and, and I think I think I still might have been, like, in my phase of, like, still getting into, like, Japanese stuff, even though I, like, had tastes of it here. Through the, my, so when I saw that in a, uh, a game where I saw that, like, do you remember what X Play is? Yes, yes. Okay, they like reviewed it or whatever. And I know I remember it wasn't a, gr- a great review, but they showed that opening scene. I was like, it looks oh, good, like that. Like, <laughs> dude, it's just like I could, I, I didn't play it when it was like brand new, but I can only imagine like the jaw dropping that was going on with that first scene alone. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, yeah, it did look good for its time, I suppose. Yeah, like, like graphically, yeah. yeah. But, like, uh, oof, the tone was all wrong. And then the rest of the music's pretty awful. Because I remember, I think yeah. I messaged you at one point being like, I wonder how good the next two music is. And I looked it up, and I was like, it's not. Yeah, I know, when I was getting background music for the review, there was a couple of, uh, you know, I can only use so much of Ten's music before it gets repetitive. So I'm like, let me check out what Ten Two has. And I'm like, no. Because the only, yeah. the, the ones that I liked were like the most noticeable ones, like the ones with like mm-hmm. lyrics and stuff. So that would have been distracting. It was the same problem I had with uh, when I did the thirteen two review because the music in that game is fucking dog shit, mm. and I couldn't use any of it. There, there was a comment on the second part of the Final Fantasy uh, review uh, that that was maybe like a couple months ago, and I think they were like uh, comparing this to thirteen and 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 being mad in RPG for having RPG elements. Uh, this isn't it, brother. Yeah, no, I, I saw that, and I was like, you. Did you watch the video with the sound on? Because we yeah, were, and we were like, go- I, I, I get their point. Like they're being like, don't like, don't judge it just solely on that. I guess, but to a degree, like it's well, they, it's important. That's in the game. That is the game exactly. And also, it depends on how the RPG elements are handled. If they're done badly, I'm gonna point out that it's yeah. done badly. Yeah, like, like yeah, an RPG can have RPG elements and them be fun to use. Yeah, but it can still be, you know, it can still have terrible things in it. And like, and I want to point out, like the the Unilesca fight. My biggest problem with it was the uh, the constant zombification. Yeah, and they that almost never happens throughout most of the entire game. That's like the one fight where it happens. That's true. Con- yeah, continuously. And they only mention it offhandedly once. Yeah, because that the thing with that fight was that it was uh, a difficulty spike that was just like really extreme for that part of the game. And if you hadn't been grinding your spheres and stuff to get certain skills and abilities, you'd go in vastly unprepared. Right, right. Yeah, no, I did lose that one a couple times until I realized, oh, I just have to work with the zombie status, which is annoying, but if you don't, she just fucking kills you outright because she's cheap like that. And my my strategy going forward for almost every boss fight, because I might have lost a boss fight at least once each time just because I just didn't know what to do. And so my strategy going forward was always to grind up my limit break for Yuna for all of her uh, summons strategy. every time. And then literally, I think the first it was like the second fight with uh, Seymour or whatever, where he just <laughs> where he just shows up on a cliffside to fight them for some reason. Yeah, isn't he the and worst? I, I literally did did all of those and won that fight uh, just by using those, and that's it. <laughs> hey, whatever works, man. Yeah, and I was like, "All right, that was easy. Are they all going to be this way?" And most of them are, as long as you 
Yeah, I was ready for them. Yeah, I mean, at least, dude, Jekt was, like, ridiculously easy. That was embarrassing. The only good thing about Jekt's fight was I got to jam out to Otherworld for, like, five That's, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that you said what? That touches I into really your love that song. <laughs> you said that touched into your, your uh, emo side, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even now, I still love that. Even though it's, like, it's completely unintelligible what they're saying. Oh, dude, yeah, I had to look up the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Nobumatsu did a, another version of it and a band he was in and uh that one you can actually understand it and it's sung by female and even though the background really? music is still metal she sings in a more uh, i guess a more understandable way i guess is what i'm trying to say more akin to like say like um uh the evanescent singer i think her name's amy lee i always forget that that's name. probably yeah that's probably closer to it yeah yeah, that, that I remember you said that resonated with your emo side. So here's the question for you: Did Advent Children resonate with your emo side? I love Advent Children so much. <laughs> uh, like, like even now though, I'm like, yeah, there's some parts that are really uh, eh about it, but there's so much about it that's so much fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, I had fun watching it too, but probably for different reasons than you. Yeah, like, like the fights are genuinely impressive. It looks very nice. Like that, Story beats are the biggest problem probably in that movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the the one thing that was driving me crazy with some of the fights, he's like, they looked cool, but it was like, I don't remember Cloud being able to fly, basically. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> a lot They they really uh, amped them up to a thousand in that one. Yeah. No, there, there was one part I didn't notice. That, well, no, it's because it wasn't in the original movie. Um, so they released like a full cut. Yeah, that's the one I reviewed. And uh, at one point when Cloud is fighting uh, Kadaj, Tifa's just like, you remember a few years back when we did all that crazy shit and we all felt like we were practically immortal? Well, I feel like Cloud's found that again, basically. So I think she's basically saying like he's just realized that he still has that potential, I guess, and they're just kind of like done with it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that didn't, uh, that didn't help. I feel like, I don't know why uh, some of those scenes were cut because like they didn't, I don't feel like they made the movie any worse. Like when I saw like Batman v Superman's full edition, I was like, the, th "This whole shit, all this should have been cut. This is terrible." But when I saw Evan Children's like full version, I was like, "Well, why worse? Some of this is a little helpful." So it's kind of important to the plot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially like uh, the whole thing with Genova's head. It's like I, I yeah. could use a little bit more information on that because that was very vague and nebulous. Thank you, Namura. I know you you love uh, hiding the details from us. Right, like, and like it was um, like okay, what am I trying to say here? Uh, and, and like, I and like it doesn't extend the movie that much longer, so I don't really understand why it was so imperative they do that. I think it all, yeah, but, I think it only extended it like a half hour, and they definitely cut out a fair amount of violence. Yes, that, uh, the more uh, brutally violent parts, like when you fought Sephiroth, and Sephiroth just like stabs him a hundred times in like yes. two seconds. And he's just like bleeding horribly. I'm like, I don't remember this in the movie at all. But that's what that, that's what was better about the extended cut because I remember the theatrical version. It just looks so like clean and like it looks like there's like a they keyed out everything and the keying like overlapped mm. the characters a little bit. The lighting was just like too bright at points. Oh, the the part the the story parts that should have been in there was like the parts concerning the kids. Right. They which... they cut out so much of that and. That makes a lot of the story beats later on make no sense. Unless you just cut the other beat, those beats out, then it, it wouldn't have mattered. They probably should have, because like in the grand scheme of things, the kids didn't really 
add much. It was just a vehicle yeah. for Cloud to have, uh, I guess, a uh, person to protect. I don't know. I thought that was like a, a story beat that could have been cut out completely. Yeah. Like when you add in the parts they cut out, it makes more sense. But when they're not in there, you might as well just cut the whole thing out at that point. Right, right. They, they only they only come into play like once, and that's when Kadaj like kidnaps them all. Right, which that fight it. scene is good. That fight scene in the Forbidden Woods mm-hmm. that that was a nice looking scene because the trees are all like bright, and you just see them breaking with Cloud jumping around. I gave that oh, fight yeah. credit. That was probably my favorite fight scene in the movie. That, I forget that that's a scene in that movie, but every time I watch it, I'm like, that's very pretty. That's the thing, though. It's weird. It's like a forgettable fight almost because it's just where it takes place in the story. Because it takes place, it's such a, like a meandering point in the story. But it's like the be- visually, it's probably my favorite fight in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. I think what it is that Vincent kind of just shows up and like ends the fight and leaves. And I think it might be why. That, this thing gets resolved in it, I guess. But it's a very stunning fight. That that's a good point. Uh, so I want to go into uh, now, like uh, we're talking more about you specifically. Uh, so uh, obviously, you're a fellow YouTuber. So how did you get started doing uh, YouTube? Like, what made you want to start making like your own videos? Okay, so. Uh... This is probably a lot of people, too, uh, around, uh, I guess, when I started doing it, which there's a lot of videos on my channel that are not visible now because they're horrible. I know the um, feeling. <laughs> uh, so I guess uh, I started watching, like, uh, Markiplier. I'm sure you're aware, like, yeah. aware of that, that gentleman. Yeah. And this is back when he had, like, 100,000 subscribers, so his community was much smaller. He was a much smaller person, uh, you know, fame-wise. And that's also when his content was a lot better, even though it was pretty bad, too. Like. <laughs> Like compared to now, it's nowhere near as professional, but it's a lot more funnier. It has it had that low budget uh, charm to it. Oh yeah, and I remember just thinking to myself, wait, people just watch this guy play games? Like I could probably do that. Like I don't like, <laughs> and it does sound like something that's so simple. Uh, like that guy makes money playing games. Maybe I could do the same thing. Though going in thinking you're going to make money doing it is the first mistake immediately. Right. Um. <laughs> And uh, so I started doing that, trying to like figure out how I would do it. And it was never really good. <laughs> I, th- I think I hung around maybe 50 subs for the longest time, which I don't have a huge following on YouTube even now, really. But it's much larger than it's, what, 347, which jumped up, jumped up a lot more since I started doing more stuff again with what I've been doing. Um, and then after a while of like that not working out, I found like a group on Facebook where we always try to like give each other advice and stuff. And then I randomly, when Silent Hills got canceled, was when I changed up the format completely. Uh, <laughs> when I first started doing Let's Plays and stuff, I made a video called Nerd World Problems, which was me just complaining right. about Mega Man Legends three getting canceled. That is literally it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made a second one about the Deadpool movie. I don't know what that was about or why. But it was like it's not good, but it got a decent amount of views, and uh, and then when Silent Hill got canceled, which I think is like seven months later, so it wasn't going to be an idea. It was just a dumb thing I did every now and then. Uh, I put the most amount of editing and thought into that video because I kind of talk about what I think happened of why it ended up getting canceled, and that one got a decent decent response of like this is well edited. You should really do this more often, you know, stuff like that. And I had scripted the whole thing. And I was like, well, maybe I'm not as good uh, improvising as much as I am creating a script that is actually worth listening to. And uh, which I think might be changing a little more now, now that I'm doing things differently in a different style. But uh, sorry, I talked for so long without breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
And so then I just started developing more and more ideas. But then I also trying to I also fell into the trap of like, how can I stay relevant kind of thing? Right. And that's always after a certain point, I realized it's just a terrible thing to do for yourself unless you actually genuinely enjoy things that are relevant all the time. Right. Because otherwise you're kind of hopping on what's popular and what's trendy, which you see a lot of like big channels doing. It's like, I don't, you, I know you don't really mm-hmm. care about this. The video is exactly 10 minutes long because you want the ad. Yeah. To know. I think I made, I think it took it down too after a certain point, um, a video about Pokemon Go. And it was literally just because Pokemon Go was popular and I was trying to figure out a way to make a video about to it. To cash in it on was, it, right? It was, it was awful. Disingenuous, I was right? Of it. I was not proud of it and I ended up taking it down maybe like like four months later or something. Cause I, I reviewed, I watched that again after, because I've actually, my videos, which I don't know if this sounds narcissistic or not, like, I tend to enjoy my videos when I watch them back myself. I'm the same way, same exact you way. Know? But not because I'm like, I make so many good valid points. I'm more just like, I think I edit this very well. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know, and uh, <laughs> and so like I, I would watch them back every now and then to be like, like to draw even to draw on inspiration of just like, how can I kind of keep the same vibe and stuff like that? And I would watch that one and be like, this one's just awful. This is <laughs> this is ge- this is objectively not a good time. <laughs> Oddly enough, that video got stolen which, on YouTube. Wait, which the Silent Hills one? No, the Pokemon Go one. I don't know why. I think it was just because Pokemon Go was popular at that time, and that was it. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell? My is- my content <laughs> was that worth stealing? I don't know." <laughs> Yeah, you said that video wasn't good. They stole that. At least they saw something you don't like. There, there, there was one thing though I liked about that video, and it was the intro to it because I hadn't released a video in forever, and uh, so I kind of wanted to make like because I was actually moving at the time, and I wanted to make like a interesting like ah I'm back kind of thing, even though probably no one cared. Um, <laughs> I done the same shit, dude. <laughs> and I did like a cool like image edit to where like it actually like I added like a filter over me to kind of make it look more sketched out. And then like the background changes to like a solid color and then kind of like has the text slide in with like a thing, kind of like a smash brothers, like a new challenger approach, just kind of thing. Wow. Uh, okay. And I remember being like, that, 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 yeah, I can, I forgot I did that. That's pretty good. Actually. <laughs> I edited the shit out of that. Yeah. I was like, I, that, yeah, that's, that's about what I was going for. And it worked, but that was the only good part of that video was just that <laughs> one bit. The rest of it is just like a list with pictures, and I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> you said yourself you're trying to jump on a trend, basically. So it's like, yeah, slap together, whatever. Hopefully, people see it. And that's like when uh, people give me suggestions. Oh, you maybe you should do stuff that's more relevant. And I'm like, well, I don't really enjoy a lot of that. Really, it's a lot of my stuff is either stuff I'm doing now that I like, or something that I've, I've already done. But new stuff coming out, I don't particularly care about, and stuff that's usually popular isn't usually my thing. Right, right, right. You're not doing the freaking ice bucket challenge on YouTube when that's uh, yeah, super and relevant. Everything, everything comes off very disingenuous when you do something you don't care about. And like, even though I did like Pokemon Go, I just did that because I was like, that's probably a smart idea, and it, <laughs> no one well, cared. That was one of those things where it's like, hey, I like Pokemon Go, but I don't know if I like it that much. Yeah, like, and it's like, is anyone really gonna care? That was that weird period though, where everyone like was happy in the world for like, <laughs> for, like four months. What in twenty sixteen? Like, 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 like for there was like a four month period where people were either annoyed that Pokemon Go exists or everyone that just loved that Pokemon Go was a thing 
and that was and that was just Facebook and Twitter for four months, <laughs> just Pokemon Go. That's true. And I just remember being like, soon real Pokemon will exist. <laughs> <laughs> that was my hope, anyway. <laughs> No, we still we still aren't there yet. Uh, well, so what was your uh, stru- like? As you said, you're doing uh, nerd world problems. What was your original structure? Was it gonna be videos like uh, unscripted ranting, or what, what did you have like an actual format for the show that you mm-hmm. wanted? Okay, so the first one was literally just me ranting. And right, I, right, yeah. Like I just completely made up, and so was the second one. Roughly, I just had one stick, and I think I wore a fake beard the whole time. That was like the one thing. I don't know why. I just had a fake beard. Yeah, you could grow a real beard. <laughs> I think it was. I think I was like. I think I put the beard on when I was like doing a voice of a character or something. I don't remember. Uh, that one actually has a decent amount of dislikes on it though and i think that's not because i think it's a bad video but because i think people got annoyed they clicked on it because it wasn't exactly what they thought it was going to be <laughs> you know i think it might have i think it might have been like a, he made this because deadpool 2 is coming out soon kind of thing which partially true yes but also that was my thoughts on what i was talking about in that video <laughs> and i think people were just like well, that's dumb i'm sure that's probably what it was <laughs> but uh the third one though i was like hmm there's, there's a lot going on with silent hills and why it got canceled. So I need to do some like research and stuff. So I started researching stuff, which I'm not talking like in depth research where I have like in depth sources of like, this is exactly what happened and stuff. Cause it's mostly a theory. Right. Right. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll avoid the game theory joke from that point. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, it, it was just like me being like, basically my idea is that like, I think it was like Hideo Kojima left and then Ben Konami was just like, well, Oh, cool. we'll make it better with blackjack and hookers then and, <laughs> and then Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro left because Hideo Kojima left that's more or less what it seems like anyway and when they created Death Stranding together that kind of makes me feel valid in that opinion at that point because they literally just left and did their own thing right right and so then Konami's just like well find them we just won't even make it because we don't even make games anymore because we're Konami <laughs> that is depressing so then from that point did they, they just start getting more your videos they start getting more uh scripted going forward yes yes you know, the like that one had like a guideline and i had like a stick of like the the stick of that one was that like things like kind of like silent hill like i had like the siren play and it got like super dark and i literally did the whole video by candlelight uh <laughs> which, which is like silly which i think i've done that for several halloween videos at this point uh your Shaq Fu video, you were a freaking new art detective. Yeah. <laughs> that was a callback, too, to another character that I had made. Uh, and what was it? It was like – I think it was like a video on immersion in video gaming, which is an okay video. I wish I would have done that one better. Uh, I, I felt like I made callbacks to things that people didn't really, like, care about. Like, because I, I, had, I had, like, a small – that was another thing I wanted. I wanted, like, a small bit of lore to the show. As oh, thing, okay. And uh, and because I always liked the idea of okay, <laughs> going back to the G four days again. Um, do you remember a show called Portal? Oh, vaguely. I don't think I watched it. It was an MMORPG uh, review show, which is very specific already. Yeah, right. Why did and that then, network last? <laughs> and and then it had like. Uh, a story developing each episode slowly. And then once you get to season two, it was practically just a show of a story at that point. They would occasionally talk about RPGs, but it had like a whole entire like plot going at that point of like a bad guy possessing this one thing and people trying to prevent it. from. It was so complicated, but I loved it so much. 
Because it was like a machinima on TV, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds and, like very nostalgic critic-esque. Yeah. Like later I nostalgic really, critic. I really wish I could. I really wanted to try and figure out a way to like not emulate that exactly, but get that feeling of just like, well, there's a world in this show, you know, even though the show's not specifically about that. Though it does eventually go that way. Though the show got canceled and it ended terribly because of it. So you, did, did you uh, – so the lore of your show, does, do you feel like you're still going to continue it or is it something that just becomes like a little bit more of a headache as you, you know, evolve? With how I've decided to do things going forward, which I had made a video, published it, and YouTube kept taking it down for copyright, which is fine if they wanted to like – Monetize it, it right. That. But they completely blocked the video. I couldn't even put it up on my channel. And it was because it was a review of Home Alone 2, I guess. I don't know. Like, the audio was rarely ever used. There was a decent amount of footage used, which might be the problem. But yeah, if you turn it up enough, it should be fine. Yeah, and like, and then I would like, they would be like, you take this part out and it'll be, you know, they they basically tell you which part needs to be taken out. I would take it out and then it would just be hit with another part. And it's like, well, all right, whatever. Exactly. You, you, don't, you, you clearly don't know what you want. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that one just kind of lost the ether. And so at the end of that video, because you, you know that I do a lot of VR stuff and I have like a whole avatar. Right, based around that. Don't worry. We're going to get into that, buddy. Okay. Okay. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> and so that I am wanting to do. Yes. because And I feel like I have a better means to do it now uh, in regards to what I was just talking about that we'll cover later. Um, and... What's really funny, though, when I look back on the show is, uh, like, I play very much a character of myself. Right. Uh, <laughs> which is kind of, I think that's how I kind of see myself to a degree. <laughs> or, at least, or at least when I'm trying to be funny. Because I know I'm not really funny. I think I'm more funny in the fact that I'm not funny. <laughs> that's how I see it anyway. The, the, the gag in the Final Fantasy X review where you did the Pokemon song, I think is a good example of the sense of humor you're going for, <laughs> where you say something that you think is hilarious and then my character thinks it's terrible and then you're like, I go in mm-hmm. the corner. <laughs> like, like, have you ever told a joke that's so bad and everyone clearly hates you for it, but you're just like, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, dude, you have no I idea. Know, I, know, I know it was bad. But I wanted it to be that way for you. <laughs> I'm Ugh. basking in your hatred of me right now. Mm. Uh, I, I will tell jokes and people will be like, get away from me. I'm like, come on. But, and then like I usually follow it up with like, uh, I'm extremely hilarious. I don't know what you're talking about kind of situation. And like, mm-hmm, right. I'm like, I don't believe that at all. Trust me. Well, you said just before about um, how your tra- your, the transition to uh, – from the original structure of Nerd World Problems to what you're doing now. Because I did see that video that you uh, that got blocked on Twitter. And now I'm thinking about it. Not only is that like a great way to transition to a new type of uh, format, it, it does open the possibilities for what you can do with the show. That really frustrates me too because that end video I put the most work into at the end of that video. Because like literally me with like a bunch of crap on – <laughs> trying to record this few shots. Hey, you're going to ham. <laughs> yeah, like, and I and I, I edited it, and I was like, that has a lot of questions to it, and that's what I want. You know, because by the time it ends, it's like, what happened? Why is this the way things are? It, it, dude, when I watched it, it kind of reminded me of uh, Toonami when, uh, I think when Tom went away, and then the new, the new model of Tom came, I think Tom 3. 
I don't, mm-hmm. know, I don't know if you remember exactly. This is going back a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Uh, hell yeah. When original or Tom two, I think got sucked into the goo or whatever. And then was it Tom two or Tom three? I can't even remember. I so think long it was, ago. I think it was Tom two, but I'm not a hundred percent. Ah, damn. <laughs> I love how a, a small segment in between shows has deep lore. <laughs> exactly. But that's kind of, that's kind of the structure you're, you're doing basically. Yeah. And like Cause, we're cause still talking, like about, like, yeah, because we're still talking about Tom. How many years later we're still talking about right? that? And what's crazy is that like uh, Toonami was like canceled, and the only reason why it came back is because they did Toonami once on April Fool's Day, right? Randomly, and right. then people were just like, "We need Tom back. Where's Tom?" <laughs> uh, so, how did you? Uh, what did I want to say? Uh, you had your uh, influences, I'm sure, because you said you watched Markiplier. Did you have, like, what were your favorite YouTubers to watch when you were starting out? Like, did they maybe took inspiration from? I, the weirdest part about that is I don't think I really understood that YouTubers were a thing. Uh, and this was, like, I think this was, like, 2013, maybe, which is when it really started becoming, like, oh, my God, these people are getting to become millionaires now at this point. Right. You know, and uh, I, I think the for my first my first – Exposure to it, I think, was uh, uh, Nostalgia Critic. Uh, okay. Which, back then, his type of comedy was great. <laughs> it doesn't age well once you actually have a budget and don't really care what you're doing. <laughs> so he was, you would consider him a bit of an influence on uh, you? I, I would say that's definitely my first experience of like, oh, people do reviews on YouTube? Sure. But I didn't fully understand. Like, a friend showed me, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. So the biggest one, someone actually, this is weird. So when I started doing Let's Plays and stuff and like I, I put one of my videos up on like a Facebook group and people were like, which I don't get the voice they were talking about. Why? They said it sounded like JonTron. Uh, and I don't agree with that, but. Not really, I, no. Out of, out of curiosity, I looked him up and this shit was fucking hilarious. It's, it's so well done. Even his older videos that are like, you know, like the lower tier of his content. Which are still genuine and funny, you know, and I'm not a huge fan of his newer stuff, but a lot of that is still funny compared to like how I feel about angry video game nerd. Okay. Yeah. And I I definitely took the idea of like, like, oh, you can be funny and genuine and kind of ridiculous, but not be over the top about it all the time. Even though some of my stuff gets a little, a little silly, (laughs) but like, Angry video game game nerd always takes it over the top by just like cursing a bunch and saying like poop and shit a lot. <laughs> right, yeah. And then Doug Walker does his by just screaming a lot. <laughs> so you, it, it sounds like you you appreciated the format, but the structure with or the the content within the format, you were like, yeah, that's not me. Yeah, yeah. And so like Jontron had a format that just seemed like that seems universally something people can be like that's that's pretty good. Even though people probably have their own controversies about it, of course. But um, it always – his videos, even today, I still watch his video, his old videos. And also, like, occasionally I'll just be like, let's look, let's look up from John Tron. You know, I've probably – like a million of his views are probably from me <laughs> over the years. And just because I can sit there, put them on a playlist and like and just have it in the background and occasionally look at them and go, that was pretty funny and stuff like that and, and things like that. Like, like I don't mind having that on the background because like – if you pay attention to it, it has something to say. But if you have it on the background, you can still just enjoy it for what it is and still be entertained by it, but also not be distracted from what you're doing. Those are the best <laughs> kind of videos because that means they're just well written, basically, mm-hmm. where they're not overly, 
overly reliant on like visual gags. Yeah, and now like, and I don't want to be like John Tron makes the greatest videos or anything, but like a lot of them, in my opinion, hold up. You they, know. they were just what you gravitated towards when you were basically starting out on mm-hmm. YouTube. So uh, yeah, and then go ahead. Uh, oh, and then one more was uh, yeah, Game Grumps to a degree, and not because oh, yeah. I think they're. Not, like, I love their stuff and stuff like that, but I also don't watch them all the time because their stuff can get a little stale here and there, especially with the world the way it is right now. <laughs> Definitely. Um, uh, but what really drew me to them is I went, okay, this is kind of like skipping back to uh, uh, high school again. I wanted to be an animator originally. Oh, okay. Uh, and, but I, I, after over years of like trying to figure out how to do this stuff, I realized I just don't have the artistic ability to like do it that way uh and because like, i just can't I, I can't draw very well like when i was younger it my my drawing level seemed great for like how old i was but as i got older though i couldn't really do because i have like bad hand problems oh, okay. and so i can i can never properly translate it any further than that and i just realized that, like it's animation back then at least required so much skill of drawing and a background of like art and uh, and how to properly draw anatomy and stuff like that, and I just couldn't do it. And I mean, some people say maybe you shouldn't think that way. Maybe you can figure out your own thing. But Game Grumps, there's a point to this. I promise. No, it's all good. Ran, by, ran by Eagle Raptor back in the day, Aaron Hansen, and Eagle Raptor was one of my biggest reasons why I wanted to do animation when I was in, uh, in uh, high school. And he was in fucking high school when I was in high school. Oh, okay. I was a huge Newgrounds fan, and his, uh, his awesome <laughs> story, I, I I loved it. And then, like, I would occasionally look up his stuff, and they started like uploading them on YouTube and stuff, but I could never find him. And then, let's see. And then, when I started getting into John Tron, eventually found Game Grumps through that. I was like, "Are you kidding me? I'm still watching stuff by this man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is strange. Like, I don't get how it keeps gravitating towards these people that I've like watched for so long and didn't realize that's who they are." Yeah, that's what you know. Like, uh, YouTube YouTubers are kind of making a career when you start seeing. YouTubers you watch on one place pop up at another mm-hmm. place. You're like, oh shit, what? You can do that? And they're like oh in a God. studio and everything. And like, uh, I think I think my biggest exposure to them was like, is it was a video series called The Decline of Video Gaming on Newgrounds. And uh, I think I think one of the guys who runs Did You Know Gaming uh, was that one of the head animators on that one. And it was just like a huge parody of video games and stuff. And, and Eagle Raptor did the voices of like a bunch of the characters in that video. And when I realized that as well, I'm like, he can voice act too. Like, fuck, I want to, why can't I do this shit? <laughs> like, I feel like if I wanted to, I could probably get into voice acting if I tried hard enough, but animation is something I feel like I can't entirely do. Okay. So uh, what made you want to transition from your original format to the, um, to the VR stuff? Was it just solely to change the, the way you approach neural problems or was it, know. did you have like other reasons for it? I think I gave up on neural problems at one point is what it is. Because <laughs> I kept trying to think of ideas and stuff, and I had tons of them. I would write them down at work all the time and stuff like that. Some of the scripts for my show, by the way, I writ while I was at work, probably should have been working. Um, and uh, But, like, my work still got done, so no one said nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's all that matters. And, uh, and so I'd write them down and stuff, and then at one point it was just like – because I, I – even then when I was trying to say genuine to myself, I would keep running into the situation of like, how can I stay relevant though? Yeah, and so I'd always, try to, I, I'd always try to think of something that was at least tangentially related to something that was current at least. 
And that always just kept becoming a roadblock. And then after a certain point, that would pass. I'm like, well, I might as well throw that subject out now because that doesn't even matter anymore. And that was just a vicious circle of that for a year, <laughs> at least this past year. At least I know I did Home Alone a year ago, the first Home Alone, which baffles me that the second Home Alone movie review cannot be seen, <laughs> which I think I've officially deleted it from my computer now. So it is gone. It is lost media at this point. I just kept seeing it on my computer. I'm like, let's just go away. I don't oh. need to see you. <laughs> bad, bad move, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it might exist somewhere. I don't know, but the one file that was on my desktop is not there anymore. <laughs> but um, what was the? Uh, I think I still had the video that I edited of the, the ending of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, and so I did that video just because I just happened to have been watching Home Alone. And was really enjoying it. And I was like, I'm going to make a video about this. because I have feelings about this movie, <laughs> which is like the, and it was like, and like, it wasn't, it probably wasn't the greatest video, but I had a ton of fun making that video because I had, again, it was like, w- once you realize, oh, I want to talk about something I want to talk about instead of how can I talk about something that's important to other people, you know, and relevant to them. And so that one, I just started really, as I'm r- watching the movie, writing a script down. <laughs> And I, I really enjoyed that, but then after that, I kept hitting that roadblock again. So I kind of just stopped. <laughs> like after that point, like you realize there's almost no videos of that content for like almost five months, I think. And then I just start randomly streaming VR stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah, because I think after the the Final Fantasy X review, I noticed your channel you weren't uploading that much anymore. Yeah, and uh, and I hated that. I hated that so much because I was like, I I need to hit the ground running, but I can't think of anything that. I, I just self dealt dealt self doubt is a killer. Oh yeah. And so that's constantly what I deal with when it comes to this kind of stuff. And as I started doing like VR stuff, which originally I wasn't even streaming the stuff, I just got a PlayStation VR because I wanted to see what VR was like now. And it was cool, and I liked it. And I was like, I want more of this now. <laughs> at this point, maybe that's sign of addiction. I don't know, but. <laughs> Uh, the uh, Oculus Quest was coming out. And that's an all-in-one headset, and it has far more options than the PlayStation VR does. And it's far more advanced. Uh, only downside, you couldn't do PC VR stuff on it back then. Oh, really? Then, uh, yeah, but then they released an update to where you can plug it in via USB, and now it's just a regular headset. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And um, once I started doing that, I started really enjoying doing more and more complicated things, and then eventually getting full body, because... VR chat mainly. And then, uh, though, okay. Oddly enough though, when I started doing beat saber stuff on my quest, I started finding like, this is why I think people spy on me, by the way. <laughs> uh, like my YouTube recommendations started becoming like beat saber, uh, recommendations. And I found one YouTuber that, or I guess VTuber at this point who does like crazy dance moves while doing beat saber. And I was like, that's f- fucking insane. Like, this person found this crazy niche, you know, and people are, like, flocking to that and stuff. And that wasn't the reason why I wanted to do this. I just thought that looked super fun, and I wanted to do something similar. And so I actually started trying to practice how to do that <laughs> in the Quest version of Beat Saber. And then as I got full body, I was like, I can actually do it now. I have the I have the gear, don't I? Like, And so that's probably when you, the first time you saw me do that stream, I literally was just like, I finally have the stuff now. <laughs> Yeah, that's, and, that, that looks like a lot of stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, like, that was a lot of overtime for all of that. 
like like a friend of mine was getting on me like they're like oh i thought you have bills to pay and stuff i'm like you don't understand the amount of overtime i've worked <laughs> i've earned this damn it <laughs> yeah like i think it was it was 500 for the quest and then what was it uh uh and then it was like a hundred dollars for each tracker and 150 dollars for each base station so yeah it's that's expensive man <laughs> yeah now if you were to buy a vive with a whole full body setup i think it's less expensive than that you know it, it would be it'd be less expensive to buy an a, a htc vive with the trackers and the base stations but i already had a headset and stuff so i was like i'll just piece it together over time right and uh so that's how i ended up that way and uh yeah a lot over time and then basically uh getting the hang of full full body was a weird thing. And then once I finally got that figured out, I had to figure out how to get the avatar on screen. Cause not every VR game can do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I started doing those streams and stuff, which oddly started breathing life back into the channel. I think it was you the know, frequency of it. Cause you started doing it. Right. I, pro- I think you were doing it. What? Every Sunday for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the pandemic is another big reason why I started getting heavy into VR. Um, I think I had a PlayStation VR the previous year and I started playing a game called Spark, which got me to want more VR because it was the first like social VR experience I had because VR chat is not on PlayStation VR. Right, yeah. And I actually started making friends in that game and stuff and we just – you talk to somebody, they're moving their hands and moving their head and stuff. It's like this is like being around people again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then like uh, – and, and that – hell, the pandemic hadn't really become a thing even just that I just went outside to be honest. <laughs> um, well, because that was like what winter, so I was like, "Fuck it, why yeah. go outside when you could just basically do, almost have the exact same experience, but with anime characters." Yeah. <laughs> There's no downside then, to this. <laughs> and then, and then, so I decided to like get that, and then um, um, the reason why I was doing it so frequently at that point is because the pandemic hit at that point, and I hadn't seen my nieces in like months. And they used to come over to the house all the time and stuff. And we would watch movies and things like that. And I was like, how can like we even do this now at this point? So I literally just messaged them and been like, get on my YouTube channel. You're going to see something really cool. And that, that was the first stream I did with my avatar. <laughs> oh, no. I hope your nieces weren't watching any of the live streams that I dropped in on. <laughs> I think I think they might have been in there every now and then, but nothing crazy. You're, uh, no, you're you're fine. That that Pokemon one you did, I was just I, I'm like like two a.m. and I oh. can't sleep, and I'm like, oh, let me fuck with Jilly for a little bit. <laughs> uh, it weren't that one though. I know that for sure. <laughs> Thank God, I was making some dark jokes that day. <laughs> I want to compl- Oh God, and so like. I kept trying to figure out like uh, like how can I do this? And the, the, that first stream, I think the avatar was he was blonde and had an orange getup. It was the same outfit, but it's just orange. And then I started playing another game called Synth Riders, and I actually liked that game so much I wanted to make a outfit themed off the logo. And so their logo is very synth wave aesthetic, so that's why he's pink and orange, no pink and blue now. And I just really liked how that looked, and I was like, we're just running with it. I like how that looks, and people seem to like it. And uh, <laughs> Now, if I liked how the orange looked better than that, even though other people probably would have liked the other way, I would have stuck with that. But the pink and blue just screams, I guess, my personality to a degree for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, and uh, and another thing is, is that when it comes to like streaming, because I did do streams here and there before, but I would never have face cam and stuff like that. Just because I was on a PlayStation and I didn't have a camera back then either. But I also like this is a little personal here. I don't like 
like my physical like appearance at all a majority of the time. And that's probably most people, absolutely, but so much so to where like I just I absolutely hate it. Like the fact that like my webcam is on right now, it makes me so self-conscious. <laughs> Yeah, uh, dude, dude. I was the same way before I lost weight. I, it was like I would see photos of me and be like, "Oh, what? What is my neck in this photo? What is that? Where did all that extra skin come from?" So I know exactly how you feel. So, do you feel like you're gonna do? Are you? Is your content going forward? Do you feel like it's gonna be more live streams? Do you plan on doing like uh, more scripted nerd world problems videos with the VR like approach to it? That's what I'm thinking. I just need to get over being butthurt about that last video. (laughs) That that genuinely made me very upset. Like I was like, like, like just mad talking to people about it. (laughs) I mean, I feel like VR stuff would get claimed less than, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. Home Alone 2 footage. Because isn't Home Alone 2 Warner Brothers? Uh, I I think Fox, maybe? I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all, but I think it might be Fox. Oh. Which would be Disney now? Is that? This is bad. It's all sorts of screwing. Disney owns fucking everything. (laughs) Kevin McAllister in the MCU, please. (laughs) (laughs) Disney bought my mom. That's it. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, like, uh... Oh, what, what, what would you think would be what is because uh, you play a lot more VR games than I do I never I've seen you play mm-hmm. Beat Saber a lot what would you say is your uh, best VR game for just like straight up cardio because some of the VR games some of the stuff I've seen you do I'm like Jesus Christ that looks exhausting I've actually looked heavily in this because I mean I don't look like the the, the epitome of fitness but I'm in a lot better shape than I was before I started doing VR stuff and uh, which and then at that point though I was even better shape for other reasons <laughs> which I'm sure we'll talk about later um and so, uh, Beat Saber is. I actually looked into it. There's a, apparently a lot of people have been like researching the health benefits of playing VR. There's a whole website that's called the VR Health Institute, which they're not an actual institute of any yeah. sort. But, <laughs> but uh, they they actually like ha- they actually like hook people up to like the vitals and stuff as they're doing VR stuff. And uh, you can look up like the average heart rate and stuff like that, average calories burned playing a game and stuff like that. So Beat Saber, um, let's see, I think uh, a song of Beat Saber is roughly akin to playing tennis. Apparently, like like the amount of cardio to play that's used to play tennis, uh, which is like, I think, roughly 10 to 15 calories a minute. Uh, which isn't like the greatest, but you play it for an hour and that's... <laughs> that's true. So that's... Oh, I'm not gonna look it up. We're in the middle of your video. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so if you play it like consistently, like and you're playing heavy stuff, that's probably like what about 500 calories in an hour? Mm-hmm. I've I've uh, I think I've done like a two and a half hour long Beat Saber stream one time, and I had I had a plugin installed that showed how many calories I was burning. I think I burned 1,400 calories. Oh yeah! Wow. By the end of that stream, yeah. And I, I mean, I was asleep tomorrow the next day for a long time. <laughs> So you'd say Beat Saber was the best one for cardio? It, I, I will say that's probably it's one of the most fun ones. Oh, that, that um, I'll agree with that one's that Beat Saber's a blast. Uh, the one that I've played the most that has the most cardio in it is a game called Thrill of the Fight, which is a boxing one. Oh, okay, and, that's a great segment. And uh, I wanted to stream that one, but I'm scared to because last time I played it, and I was streaming this on Facebook before I started actually streaming VR stuff. 
uh, I punched a shop off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and the strand the video's still on my Facebook. Uh, uh, and it was just for my friends and family, though. And uh, the stream literally ends with, uh, well, that was fun. Click. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, wait, oh, 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 one sec, sorry. So, do you have, like, a big space for VR? Because uh, I have a lot not, of, like, not really. Not entirely, because that's why I end up punching the shelf off. <laughs> yeah, but you play VR uh, so much, so I'm like, he's got a lot of room, apparently. That that game uh, recommends, quote unquote, having a six by six area. Yeah, they all and, recommend we have a nice freaking giant ass living room. <laughs> and, and so, like, I was playing in a much smaller area then. It's a little bigger now, like, or maybe not bigger, but not as uh, it's it's a more even space. I guess is more accurate because the where I was playing before was kind of just in front of the stairs. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> And, like, everything else in front of that is, like, an expensive TV and stuff. I've moved the TV now. TV is actually right there now. It used to be, like, way over there. And uh, and so, um, was it, um, Thrill of the Fight, I think, is akin to, like, an intense rowing section session where you're, like, oh, like, okay. And I remember playing it for, like, at least, even six minutes and being, like, this is, like, actually, like, like, <laughs> like hard shadow boxing. <laughs> My God. Because like the what makes it difficult is that the NPCs don't go down easy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like a lot of games always try and give you some kind of edge. Like it's usually scaled towards your favor. You know, like Punch Out, even to a degree, depending on you know how far you're in the game. Things are heavily skewed towards you once you learn a pattern. Right. And then I think there's a there's like two other games that are boxing games for VR. I think one's called Knockout League, which is very Punch Out like apparently, which I've not played. And then Creed, which is based off the Creed movies. And uh, the Creed one's fine, but, like, it's definitely, again, it's more skewed towards you winning. Because as long as you do something a specific way, you can get the edge on them. And 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 throw the fight. You're literally just trying to wail on somebody at a specific angle. Like, like, you, like you have to hit them in specific parts of their body to do specific types of damage. And it, the accelerometers and the controllers try to get its best to judge how fast you're throwing your punch. So is this what is this on the PSVR? Uh, that one might be, uh, but though the fights on pretty much every like VR platform, as far as I know, off the top of my head. Okay. Anyway, and it was made by two people. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, the 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 realism of how boxing is in that game is the best part of it. The worst part of it is probably everything else. <laughs> Like everyone's very like all of the people on the edge of the ring are very stock vague people. And they and focus on uh, they focus on the gameplay rather than the looks, basically. Yeah, like the one thing you can do is like you can look to your coach, and your coach's reaction gauges how well you're doing. <laughs> uh, and so, like, if the coach is kind of like not reacting to you looking at him, it's bad. <laughs> um, if he's like clapping or if he's doing this, you're like, all right, I got this. Right. But he never he never makes a facial expression though. He just makes hand motions. <laughs> Great, I'm disappointing my fake dad too. This is the worst game ever. <laughs> so, so I want to get into this now because you brought up about uh, boxing. Since uh, when you're not doing YouTube, you are an apprentice boxing coach, right? Yes, yes. yes. Uh, pandemics made that a lot harder lately, but yeah, I do do that every now and then. Okay, so uh, I want to start with uh, how did you get started in boxing? Because you don't strike me as somebody who takes blows to the face a lot. You seem like a very level-headed person. 
that that is what a lot of people say about me and they're they're for the most part that's very true um let's see uh when i started going so basically after college which i i think i i got my associates and then tried to get my bachelor's and after a point i was just like this isn't for me and so then i just have student loan debt and have to deal with it now so that's fine <laughs> um i love the american and, education system yeah and so i just started working and uh, as i started working i started getting like a little more in shape because i never really did much uh, which I think I right now technically is probably some of the most I've weighed in a while, but I also don't feel like I'm in the worst shape though either. I, I, I weigh more, but I also feel like I, I've stay, stayed relatively uh, not healthy, but I, I've tried to stay as at least as athletic, athletic as I can as compared to like me when I was in college where I literally did nothing and I weighed about 220. I think I'm like 240 now. Yeah, you have, you have mass instead of just like, mm. you know, a body fat percentage. You have like a more, you know, more muscle too. <laughs> Yeah, there might be muscles under there. It's probably the look I have to me now, whereas before it was like, he got no muscles at all. <laughs> um, and so when I started working, I was like, well, maybe I can, uh, like, I think what it was, what was it? It was, I don't know. I had some kind of epiphany all of a sudden, which is what drives me crazy as to why I have a hard time, like, trying to get better now. If I were trying to get in shape is, like, I realized, you know what? I want to take care of myself for a change because I, I just, like, let... I'd let life choose what I do for so long, which sadly is a pattern I fell back into, which has led where I am now, though, where I'm trying to break that cycle again. Um, and I was like, I'm going to take care of me. I want, you know what? I'm going to get in crazy good shape. I'm going to start working out. And then I was like, well, how do I do this? And I was like, well, I don't like gyms. <laughs> and like, I'm talking about your usual gym. You just go in, you move some weights around, you know, get on a treadmill. It's not a fun time. It's 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 terribly boring. You feel like you haven't done nothing. And you, you wake up the next day, you hurt, and you don't want to do it again. <laughs> and then so I was like, you know what? I've always I've always kind of had an interest in boxing because like like fight, fighting and like stuff I would watch was always fascinating. And then punch out's probably one of my favorite games. Like I would play that a lot when I was a kid. The original uh, NES one? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Like I still got it over somewhere. <laughs> like, uh, still works. I can't believe it. <laughs> that thing's older than me. But, um, it's the uh, Mike Tyson punch out, too. They just stopped making that at one Oh, point. yeah. You got the OG shit. <laughs> and, um, and I always wondered, like, what it would like, be like to do that. And then I did Taekwondo for maybe, like, two years at one point when I was in high school. But it never got too crazy. I got to be like yellow belt and that was about it. And we didn't have money. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought I said to myself, how can I lose weight? And I was like, you know, maybe I'll try boxing. Because, I mean, I, want, I wouldn't mind learning more about how to defend myself. And then on top of no one ever really messes with me anyway. But still, always a good thing to have. And then on top of that, I'm like, and then if it sucks, what did I expect? You know, <laughs> like it's going to suck either way. Yeah, that's and a good so, point. So I went in with expectations already to the ground instead of being like, I'm going to work out. Oh, I hurt, you know, the next day. Uh, but I, I, so I go in for a free class. And, uh, and by the end of the day, I have gotten hit in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, this one guy talks me into like sparring with him, uh, which was not a good idea. <laughs> I had a general idea of what fighting is and how it looks, but not how to do it. And so 
Uh, but he went too low and hit me straight in the nuts. It was by accident. As as I hope so. Sound like it would be. I have to say, it sounds planned. <laughs> and I remember like falling to the ground. And there was just a loud noise about the jump because almost everyone was gone. There was just a loud noise of me going and falling to the ground. <laughs> and I just see one of the owners like head pop around the corner. Jim closes the ten minutes goes <laughs> and just goes on. <laughs> I'm I'm fine. I'm all right. And that's when you knew I want to keep doing this. This was good. Yeah, that, was, uh, that was an interesting situation. Uh, but the uh, they wanted to sell you heavy on the jiu-jitsu program at that place, which their jiu-jitsu program is good, but I went boxing, so I stuck with boxing. And a lot of the coaches there are very were very uh, uh, motivating. There you go. That's probably the best part. Like You have people who are there like, you're doing this. You can do good and stuff like that. And like... And a lot of them are like, as long as they can tell you're putting an effort, they will spend time with you, you know? And so I was trying, I tried real hard and stuff. I like came like, I think I started off two days a week and then started going three days a week. Uh, and then at one point I think it was up to about five days a week. And when I say like the time I spent there, I would spend roughly from anywhere from like two to five hours a day at that gym. And that was just because it was it was just that that atmosphere I was loving of just like I can do this, you know. Yeah, a lot of those uh, like uh, combat sports, even beyond like uh, you know boxing, like a lot of the jujitsu's and the MMA stuff. Like uh, I, I've heard that the people in them are like very tight knit communities, basically. Mm-hmm. Like they're, I guess it's just the bonding experience of beating the living fuck out of each other. I don't yeah. know. I, I will tell you this: my one of my uh, my my two coaches. Well, I, I had three coaches, and I guess all three of them probably would. Uh, one of them, for sure, he would kill you if you messed with me. I know he would. <laughs> this, 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 he's, he's very much like, you don't fuck with me and mine kind of person. And uh, I still stay in contact with him, and that's who I usually uh, coach with majority of the time. Okay. Uh, my, my, um, my first coach didn't like me. Oh, yeah? Uh, so our gym had two coaches, and then uh, the coach that uh, I usually pair with now, he was a, an aspiring assistant coach back then. And um, the one coach that was like from uh, Philly and he was like a really rough ragtag guy. He fucking loved me. He loved just about everybody. But then uh, our, my other coach, he was the more uh, experienced like boxing coach specifically. And, uh, and, but he also had like a vast technical knowledge of how to, of how to box. Like he broke down like the techniques and like uh, mm-hmm. all the specifics that you could, that you like, the books break down, but like also you, he can show you basically what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but the, the problem with him is that he kind of, uh, he, he also kind of came off as a bit of a football coach where he would just kind of like yell at people when they didn't do what he wanted them to do, which he wasn't a mean or angry person all the time, but he just, he would get his opinion of people and then that would be it a majority of the time. And so apparently when he first saw me, he just didn't like me. Yeah. <laughs> Like like one day, because like, that's when I started coming like five days a week, and literally no one showed up for class one day, and I was the only person. <laughs> and he was about to leave, and he turns around, and sees me in the corner, like, <laughs> this, and this fucking he's like, guy. Oh. He's like, "Oh, okay. Uh, well, I guess we'll do a, pr- a private lesson. I guess since you're here." And then, like, I guess like a couple months later, one day, we're uh, he's like holding pads for me. I'm like, like I got some push strong punches. <laughs> I don't like I don't brag about many things. Uh, I don't know how good my technique is. I don't know how well I am at actually laying someone out, to be honest, because uh, I just always doubt myself. With our previous conversation of my own content, I don't right. really ever do good. Uh, but I do know that my punches hurt because people tell me. 
And so <laughs> you could kick my ass. <laughs> and so uh, and he was like holding pants for me, and I just like unloaded like a strong like hook or whatever. Like, hooks were like my specialty. And uh, and he just stops and he goes, you know, I used to hate you. <laughs> oh yeah, really? Um, because yeah, like 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 when you show up, I'd be like, I wish he'd quit. Like, uh. And I was like, why? And he goes, ah, I think your face or something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, your face. Yeah, I was like, thanks. <laughs> and, uh, and so then from then on, though, it was a whole other story. Like, I think, I think we, he's also a huge nerd. Oh yeah. On Lano. Yeah, like uh, I went to a convention in town, and like I ran into him and his girlfriend. His girlfriend's like dressed in like a very anime Lolita outfit. And he's just like, hey, how's it going? And he goes running up to me. That is, oh, wow. Hey, um, he apparently has a massive horror movie mass collection. Oh, yeah. See, that is is breaking, that is uh, modern day nerds. We're breaking the stereotype where it's like, back in the day, I thought we were like fucking pencil in the, or pens in the pockets, broken glasses with tape in the middle. It's like, no, we're we're out here punching people too, bro. Come on. What I love about that is my second, my second coach, uh, which oddly his name is the same as mine. Uh, his name is Jeff. My name is Jeff, which gets confusing for people when my current, uh, the co- uh, my current coach, I guess I say current coach, but I've not trained in a while. That's just the mentality. Like he's still right. coach. Um, he'll talk about that coach Jeff, and then he'll be like, "You want to listen to Coach Jeff pointing at me?" You know, and P- and I'll be like, "I'm not that coach Jeff." <laughs> Because he tell because Coach Jeff was great. He was a great guy, but he was also like a bulldog when he would train you. Uh, Just no mercy. Reason, yeah, he's the reason why I can take a punch. That's, that's pretty much what it comes down to. He he once because like, we would have private lessons because I actually paid for private lessons and stuff as well. Uh, thinking about it, I got paid to get I paid to get beat for an hour. Which it comes down to. Um, <laughs> He would do like technique stuff, and then then one day he's just like, "Okay, let's uh let's do some light sparring." Light sparring does not exist for this man. That's the word he used. And we sparred for thirty minutes with no break in between. There was no pause between rounds. Really? And I remember just being like, "I'm gonna die!" Oh my god! <laughs> like, like he was way faster than me. It's so, like like like. You don't know what you don't know until you realize you don't know it. Yeah. And uh, that's like, that's kind of like with most things, people think they know everything. And then at one point they're like, oh my God, I didn't know anything. Oh yeah, dude. It's everything. And I like, and looking back on it, because my mom was always worried I was going to get hurt. And which, you know, understandably so. But part of me was like, no, no, it's fine. Don't get me back on it. I'm pretty sure I had a mild concussion at least twice when (laughs) Coach Jeff and that's not good, <laughs> but that, I didn't really understand the uh, the uh, symptoms of a concussion back then as well as I do now. <laughs> uh, but I remember one time, I, like it was like near the end of the set, like almost. Well, it wasn't the end of it. it we just ended it after a certain point because <laughs> just, I, almost, I, I basically got knocked out. Uh, <laughs> I threw a punch, and then like he just vanished over here, and like his movement was that good. He was also like he was also shorter than me, and I, I'm like five eleven. He was like five like nine or something. And he just vanishes, and then I bring my arm back, and I literally just see him coming from here all of a sudden. Oh man! And literally, and I just get like that. I turn into the turnbuckle behind me and grab it, turn around. I'm like, "Woozy!" He catches me. 
He's like, you're all right. You're all right. Come on. Let's sit you down. I love that he basically knocks you out and then waltzes with you and tells you it didn't hurt. And it's some like childhood older brother shit. It's like, don't tell mom. You're fine. Don't tell mom. You're fine. And I remember like, yeah, that probably, it was probably a big part of it. Cause he probably would have gotten in trouble. <laughs> but uh, I remember like being like, oh, these lights are bright, man. Oh God. Like, yeah, it's not good. What? How do you do? How do you do that? I didn't even remember how he did it until like twenty minutes later. And I'm like, oh, that's what happened. And the second time we did that, I remember sitting down. Like I did better. Like I hit him with a really good punch. Uh, this one was really important because he was because we actually developed like a ranking system at one point to be like kind of like belts and like karate because no one could ever tell how good someone was and someone would spar with somebody they shouldn't. And then they want to leave because they didn't know that about them. And like, I'm just going to pick on me kind of thing. Um, and so I was actually, te- I was the first person to get ranked in the gym. Uh, and it was, the- it was the second time we'd sparred for 30 minutes straight. And it was just literally like this ink. I-, I didn't know he was testing me, by the way. He was just fucking coming at me and hoping I did good. <laughs> and-, <laughs> and I remember, uh, like landing this really solid hook on him. And like, I like saw him like take it and something like that. And then what I saw was that this wasn't sparring anymore. <laughs> Cause like he, it, he like shook, he shrugged it off like it was nothing. And it was genuinely one of the best punches I had thrown at him. That is, that is like some dragon ball shit where it's like a punch machine. And he goes, thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> yeah. And, and then he comes at me. And then by the end of that one, it, it doesn't end exactly the same. I do remember getting like my head turned and stuff and him just being like, okay, well I think we're done. And I remember him popping really hard in my nose. Oof. And, uh, and then he tells me, he's like, that hook you through, man, that hurt. I was like, it didn't look like it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but it, basically like, he's, he's just used to it. And then I, I kind of am at this point. Like if you hit me with a good punch. You probably won't know you hit me with a good punch. You, you just build up a tolerance. Like it, 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 like, like, like it did with me. It fucks with people. <laughs> you know, they're like, what the fuck? I was even moving. <laughs> Very Dragon Ball Z. It's like, that was everything I had. <laughs> I, I didn't even see him move. Kakarot's so strong. <laughs> so, how did you like, then, go ahead? And then, I, then I like sat down because uh, he was like, you don't have to do the next class. You're, 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 you've, you've done what you need to do. And I sit down. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. It was a whole whole five minutes later after you popped me in my nose, I started bleeding. Oh, really? Delayed? Yeah. And then, like, and then my nose killed me the next day. What I did, though, I actually fractured my nose. Oh, shit. I genuinely didn't know that's what happened. So it's actually fused that way. You see, there's kind of like a hump there now. Uh, it's like that's that's how thick my nose is right there, and that wasn't like that before. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was more like that. (laughs) It goes like that. <laughs> and so, that, so like, and then people are like, "Your nose looks different." I'm like, "Yeah, I wasn't like that before." <laughs> so, is that your worst uh, injury, like uh, boxing, or did you have like worse ones? Because yeah, yeah, and you just said you had uh, what two concussions almost. Looking back, those were probably pretty nasty. But uh, what I was aware of back then, that was probably one of the worst ones. And then bruised ribs are always terrible. Oh yeah, I bet those uh, are terrible. Yeah. And and once people realize that it hurts when you laugh, they tend to make you want to laugh and people are assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh there was one time though, uh, I was sparring and this guy was a professional MMA fighter. Oh no. Uh, he was in Bellator. Uh-huh. Uh he was the MMA coach actually, uh, at the time. 
And but I had gotten much better. Like this is like like taking me back to day one. I'd be like, fuck no, I'm not gonna spoil this man. You know, but uh I was like, no, no, I'll spoil it because it's a learning experience. And boy was it. Cause uh <laughs> I I threw a punch and he like stepped off the side and cra- and popped me right here in the center of my chest. Oh god. And like it hurt, but I was like, fine. And then he did it again after I tried the same thing. And I literally collapsed to the ground and I actually yeah. had to be I was barred from sparring for four months. Yeah, that's because, that's bad, dude. Because because you bruised the sternum of my chest. Yeah, so like so, like I couldn't like carry heavy things. I, if I got hit there, it was an immediate off switch. Oh my god! That's uh, another <laughs> another nasty one. Was uh, I had a, I had a pinched nerve on my neck from getting punched a certain way. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, someone like they like they like trumpled my neck like that. Oh uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It didn't specifically hurt when it happened. Uh, but then, like the next time that I sparred and got my head turned that way, my arm literally stopped working. <laughs> like I had my arm up, and it was just like, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh God, what happened?" And then that became a problem for a couple months. Oh man! Uh, I, got, I went to see a chiropractor eventually, and he fixed that, and I have not had that problem since. But it was a weird situation, and it would burn real bad. It was like a, it's like a burner when uh, like a football player gets one of those. So have you ever been knocked out? Knocked out? Mm, I wouldn't say knocked out exactly, but because uh, I, I, ultimately I never actually ended up getting got to fight. I was training to fight for like a year and a half, and then like I just I just had to start working a lot because of my job and so it, I hated it so much. Um, like I was down to like one ninety. Was my weight, and that was the 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 least I've weighed in like almost ten years of my life at that point. And uh, and I like I was like in really good shape and stuff, and I and I still need to get down to like five more pounds, and I can actually fight. Uh, but those concussions were probably the closest thing I'd gotten to being actually knocked out. That's probably the closest I've gotten to that, uh-huh. especially that first one. That first one, I I legitimately. Didn't remember the last twenty minutes for about an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's that's thank God you didn't like decide to take a nap yeah. or some shit. Oh my god, that would have like, been if terrible. He, if, if he hadn't caught me, I probably would have fallen down. So that's probably a knockout right there. If we want to technical knock, TKO, yeah. TKO. So uh, there was there but, was one time I hit the mat though, but it was my own fault. <laughs> what did you trip? Yeah, I tell you, I like tripped over my own foot and did a full front flip. <laughs> And everyone's like, you okay? And I hop back up and everyone's like, you okay? I'm like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you're Link in Ocarina of Time hitting uh, A to get to Hyrule Castle before the bridge goes up. That's, oh what, my God. that's what you're doing. <laughs> so uh, what, did you recently uh, transition into actually like being a coach or was that did you ha- reach that milestone like uh, a while ago? Let's see. I, I started coaching maybe three years ago, I think is what it okay. was. Or- and that was uh, – so both those coaches left eventually, and then the one who was trained to be an assistant coach took over for a while. And he, he's 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 one of the greatest coaches you can have. Great guy. Uh, go call him Coach Charlie. And uh, he was just like, well, I mean, if you can't uh, if you can't make it to the gym to actually train to fight, how will you ever think about becoming a coach so you can still be involved? And I was like, sure, yeah, I could do that. And then yeah. I had to sit in this weird meeting. To get my registration, my, my my certification, um, I, I had to sit in on the boxing associations meeting before I can get registered, and it was the strangest group of people uh, that have been doing this bef- for way too long. 
<laughs> to the point where like their brain's not fully working. Yeah, yeah. There was this one guy who kept wanting to talk to me, and uh, he he told me to call him Face. Uh, and I was like, why? And he told me it was because because uh, what he could do it was to another guy's face. Uh, my <laughs> my reasoning behind it is that I think it's because he has this thing on his face, and <laughs> no one wants to tell him that's the reason why. I was gonna say that sounds like one of those old guy nicknames that they come up for themselves and they think it sounds badass. And I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he, I can't remember what it was, but he just had this thing on his face, and it was like the one thing your eyes would gravitate to. Oh, that's always and the worst. I'm just like, I think that's the reason why you're called that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, you're not in on the joke, sir. <laughs> and I got registered, uh, which, by the way, I, 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 not to say that I'm not a qualified coach or anything, but it's way too easy to become a coach. To oh, agree. yeah? Um, like, basically, they were like, well, no one's going to fail this test. So, and they basically just tell you the answers to the test. It's, it's you know, and, and like, that's fine to a degree for people who want to do it and they're, and they're not going to test because I know I'm not. You know, tests like make me like genuinely anxious. Yeah, and um, and but it's sort of like so I'm fine with it. There's some people who probably shouldn't be a coach or coaches, and that's that's a really sad thing. Hey, there's people that shouldn't be cops that are cops. It's it's like with anything. Yeah, yeah, that's that's accurate. Yeah, and then like um, and, and then I just started uh, then I started learning how to corner fights with my coach and stuff, which I'm not the greatest corner man at all, but like. So I was actually so our coach. That was another weird thing about our gym. We hadn't had a fighter in our gym for a long time, uh, and then once the other two, so because one coach kept like, getting people who were fighters, and then say he'd get them a fight, and then he'd cancel the fight. It turned out though, he actually never even got him a fight to begin with. But that was the thing. He I don't know why he was doing that. But that was just the thing he was doing. I was like, are you trying to get them to think that they can trust you, but then not? I don't. <laughs> And then the other coach, he didn't really want to register to become uh, uh, like a, a USA boxing coach because it's kind of expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think I heard that. What three hundred or something? Uh, it, it probably depends, but like I think it's cheaper to be a fighter than it is to be a coach. Uh, I think it's like ninety bucks for a fighter, and I think when you first register, I think it's like two hundred or something dollars. Okay. And then it's and then I think it's like then I think it's like ninety bucks the next year, and then the year after that, you have to pay for another background check, and it's like one hundred twenty dollars. <sighs> So they, so they constantly background check you, and you have to pay for it. Oh, and uh, and then you also have to pay pass uh, like safety classes and stuff uh, that are basically very much like you know you're not supposed to do things to kids, and you're not supposed to take advantage of women when you're in a pow- position of power. Which is for some people, it's like oh, of course not. And then there are some people who are like, "What do you mean? What do you mean? That's why I got into yeah. this business." Yeah, and so. <laughs> And, and and so basically they're trying to make sure you're not going to be a terrible human being essentially. Right. And, you have, and you have to sign off on yes I understand that I'm a terrible person I can get kicked out <laughs> and um and, and and so uh I did all that and then I was so since he hadn't really my coach was thrown into it like he didn't even get a chance to really learn what he needed to learn to be a coach in someone's corner and so I was there for his first fight cornering which was also my first fight cornering <laughs> And we had no supplies. <laughs> uh, we had like a thing of Vaseline he brought from home. And that was it. <laughs> and so some of our people showed up to support us. And we were like, can you go to the store and get like a water bottle and like 
some like dolls and stuff. Like we, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and, uh, which sounds bad, but like we, we did, we didn't know what we were doing, but we were vastly unprepared. And also we weren't confident in our abilities to do it because we had never done it before. And we won two out of three fights that night. Hey, there you go. Yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, one of our fighters literally popped her shoulder out of the socket in the middle of the fight, too. Oof. And kept fighting and didn't tell us until after the fight. Oh, my God. That's a fucking trooper right there. <laughs> yeah, that was that was something. I see that shit on, like, MMA fights, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not that manly. I thought my testosterone <laughs> level was great. Apparently not. <laughs> He's screaming like a little girl <laughs> if that happened. You know, like, people, like, like so, like... I, don't, I guess I, I tend to not give myself credit because I never actually got to actually fight. Uh, some people will be like, well, how do you know if you've never fought? And then some people are like, well, you've done more than I have kind of thing, which is true to a degree. I definitely know the nervousness and being scared of like what's going to happen to me in this ring, essentially. Even if it's sparring, if you don't know the person well enough or if you've not sparred them before, they can just be trying to hurt you for no reason. I wanted to get into uh, – so have you ever had instances where uh, this, you're like, – because you – you know, you – coach people have you ever had someone who you coached and the student became the master and you're like okay i think uh, you're too good for me now uh so we, we have one uh uh fighter that was with us uh for a while and he moved on to another gym and I, i've moved on to that gym as well now as well when i can make it there um uh this kid uh is definitely like far more prepared to be a fighter than like I ever was. Oh, yeah. you know, and, and, and again, I never, I never got to fight and stuff. Cause I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to do, how I'm going to make money and stuff like that all the time. This kid, if a job makes it to where he can't come to the gym, he quits the job and finds another job. Oh man. That's uh, dedication. He, he, you tell him how much, how much weight he has to lose. And he's like, okay. Oh god, yeah. that, that is the uh, Christian Bale mindset. Oh, I need to weigh ninety yeah. pounds for this role. Okay, I'll do it in two weeks. <laughs> and like, uh, and I used to, and before I like, before I was, I'm, I'm definitely not in like sparring shape at all. Uh, sadly enough, I'm just like uh, in shape of like, I don't feel like I get tired if I run up the stairs right now, and that's I'm proud of that. Um, <laughs> Uh, whereas before it'd be like I could spar for twelve rounds straight and keep going kind of situation, which I miss. But anyways, I used to spar with him, uh, and I was actually kind of out of shape when I would spar with him. But the thing is, though, no one else wanted to spar with him in a manner that would help him. Uh, everyone was very so at, at the gym we were at before. Everyone kind of spars like, oh, we don't hurt each other, which of course you don't want to hurt somebody, right. you know, because they're, they're your team essentially. Boxing's like the uh, the, I think the I think my favorite saying for boxing is boxing's the loneliest team sport because you have a team of people to help you, but you're in that ring by yourself. And then, uh, uh, and so like no one wanted to go hard on him, you know. And plus, he was also way better than all of them. And this is natural talent too. That he just kind of came in and then kind of just started picking it up like immediately. And um. And so they also didn't want to get hurt by him, you know, and honestly, he was very good about not hurting people. They were just super nervous. And so I was the only person because like coach, he could if he wanted to, but he also has two replaced hips. Oh, yeah. So it's not exactly <laughs> recommended for him. And uh, though if he if he needed to throw down, like you're probably in danger, uh, <laughs> at least for a little while. If he can take you out while he has the energy. <laughs> 
so I wasn't uh, I was in like sparring shape really. I was like I was in better shape than I was now, but I was still like losing that edge. And so I actually started working out at work on my breaks, and just just to give him something to look at. Like so, I would like I because he had his much longer arms than me, and uh, and I have most people I have shorter arms than them, so it's always hard for me. I'm a very close fighter because I have to be, and uh, and so I can never get in close enough to him. <laughs> Because he has these long ass arms and he's fast. And yeah, so that's a bad combination for you. I I literally practiced how to move in a short distance as fast as possible and land a, f- a punch as fast as possible for like a month. And like I would have never did too bad to him. He'd always tell me that he doesn't want to get hit by my punches because they hurt. So that's, if I made this kid say my stuff hurts, then I'm like, okay, I guess my punches do hurt. <laughs> yeah, he's just one of those naturally gifted people, though. So it's like mm. you see him going. It's like I can only teach you so much. Eventually, you're just gonna break through the strategy that I had oh, to yeah. build to get around you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and so I think one day he threw he threw like his usual punch that's just super long and quick, and uh, like Goku with instant transmission, like teleported from one part of the ring all the way right next to him, and I like punched him like as best as I could in his ribs. Oh. And he was like shocked. <laughs> like everyone was like, "Whoa!" And I'm like, "I mean, like, I was like, I, I'm not joking. I know how to do this. Just because you tend not to spar a lot when you're a coach. So some people are like, oh, I bet I could beat you and stuff. Cause you don't even do it no more.' And it's like, just give me time to prepare and right, <laughs> I can right, like get to where I need to go. It's because you know, you know, you've had the experience and the technique, whereas he is you know, more naturally inclined. So there's a certain point where your natural abilities run out and it's like, you got to learn the tricks basically. Yeah. Like the difference is that I knew what he does and I knew I had to figure out how to isolate his best strength and get around it. Whereas he's just like, if I can keep you far away, then you're going to stay there. Right. So that's a good, that's a, that's see, that's a coach mindset where it's like, okay, I pinpointed your weakness. So I'm going to use that against you. And the lesson of this is you need to work around your weakness, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and his one solution for that is that he needs to move faster in other directions so I can't get that close to him. So if I had done that, he should have been moving either left or right, and I would have just been missing him at that point because I had literally just a straight line towards him, and he didn't move because he thought he could keep me away <laughs> like he normally would. You know, once you realize how to get past somebody, then it's uh, a lot easier to mess with them. So he now he's at a different gym now. He's like outgrown you guys, basically, or is he? Uh, I we've all kind of, all all three of us have kind of moved to the same gym now. Oh, okay. So you still uh, see him? It's it's technically the better gym in the city, at least from my standpoint. But the sad part is that it's suffering right now because of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. How is uh, how is it? With the pandemic, like, because I'm sure you guys, you know, you have to wear the headgear and stuff. Do you wear the masks mm. doing everything? At first, we weren't wearing masks exactly uh, because no one was really clear on what you do. Right, right. Some of the stuff. Uh, but after a certain point, when things started getting stricter, we had to be like, yes, you have to wear a mask while you're working out. I know that sucks, but <laughs> now I don't know if they I don't know if they require it while they spar exactly. Because that, I don't know how, what kind of adverse effect that would have on your stamina while you're trying to spar. I don't uh, think I don't think much. Just because I, you know, I've been going to the gym a lot lately, and I've been doing a couple miles on the treadmill with the mask on. And after a while, it's like you forget that it's there. I don't know if it, I, I don't know if it's the same with boxing because I know when you're boxing, when you're throwing punches, you have like that quick burst of air when you throw it. 
So I don't know if that has any effect. Yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering. Like that that's that's another strange thing. Like that's new. It's like I never thought I'd have to think about what do we do in a pandemic and how would you fight in a pandemic. Is that even a thing we can do? And I don't think anyone really had yeah, an really idea. And so basically, boxing has more or less just been canceled for for the entirety of the pandemic so far. I think we have our first event in April. Okay. Was your gym ever shut down at any point, or were you guys always open, just varying degrees they, of capacity? Uh, we had shut down, and then the, the the owner was like, "You know, we're gonna we're gonna move the gym as well to a better area because he like we weren't making money in the previous area either, and it's because no one ever wanted to pay." Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So like. The gym is famous to a degree for making sure that uh, whoever wanted to learn can learn. And it was like in a very uh, sketchy part of downtown. Uh, But sadly, as uh, like, I guess as things got worse with the pandemic and stuff, he needed to figure out a way to actually make more money because he would usually never turn no one away and, and let them come into the gym and train and stuff, regardless of if they paid them or not. But after a certain point, it's become like, I can't survive now because, you know, there's no one here to pay money now. So right. the few people who do come here have to pay. Uh, so I wanted, I wanted to ask this. Since, uh, do you watch a lot of boxing, like, uh, just for, like, recreational? Or is it one of those things where it's like, I, I, I do this every day. I need a break. I, I was I was saying that I don't really – yeah, I don't really watch it that much. Uh, like I, I have, and when I do, I tend to watch it, but I also tend to watch it as a person who criticizes people about how they're fighting. <laughs> I'll and, do it. I'm the same with stand-up. Don't worry. Yeah, and, and I try not to. And I know I remember one time with the, the Conor McGregor versus uh, Floyd Mayweather fight. I was watching that one just because I was like, I got to see how this is going to happen. And like Mayweather really wasn't doing a great job. But that was because he didn't have to. Right. He's a very technical fighter where it's like my strategy is to wear the other guy out and then actually try. Yeah. And Conor McGregor just didn't know what he was doing. And so like Mayweather could get away with a bunch of stuff he couldn't get away with normally. Right. right. In my opinion, he was more or less just messing with the man. And people got mad at me on Facebook. Like nothing like nothing like super big. Nothing, Nothing no one cared about. Just some people I knew. And they're like getting on me and being like, well, you don't understand, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, it's it's clearly objectively Jim Mayweather's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. But at the same time, McGregor looks terrible. <laughs> so, of course, he can just do what he wants to do. Like, it's and then some people are like, well, McGregor's doing fine for a guy who hasn't trained in boxing uh, until recently. And it's like, he's an MMA. He should know how to do this already, in my opinion. That's, oh, yeah. They're not watching that fight. I was thinking, all right, McGregor clearly is not. Uh you know, he's clearly not a boxer, but give him credit, he's doing not the worst, but also at the same time, it's like Floyd's just letting him wear himself out. Yeah, like, like in, in, in all fairness, credit 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 where credit is due, like Mayweather, not Mayweather, McGregor, um, you know, like, he did good, I guess, against a guy who's way better at him than boxing. Oh, yeah, definitely. He, well, he's, isn't Mayweather considered the best there is right now? I hate that that's the truth, but yeah. Right, well, everyone hates it because he's such a shit talker and uh, apparently oh, yeah, has some yeah. um, issues with women. Uh, did you see – now I got to ask you this. Did you watch the Tyson versus Roy Jones fight? Yeah, that was uh, – Was that not the worst? <laughs> the best part of it was the end interview, to be honest. No, for real, dude. The, <laughs> the actual fight, I thought it sucked. It was so – they hugged – 
the whole time. I felt like I was watching a father-daughter dance at a wedding. <laughs> it was so boring. It's like when they were actually swinging and ducking and everything, I was like, yo, these guys still got – like I wasn't expecting Roy Jones to still be that fast. But, oh, yeah. dude, most of the r- fucking match was hugging. But then, yeah, when the post-fight interview came around, I was like, okay, this is great because Tyson is still a fucking lunatic. Yeah. He's, uh, he's like, so uh, who do you think won? It doesn't matter. We had a good time. Everyone had a good time. Well, do you think you did better than Rogers? But, you know, everyone had a good time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, no, like, uh, nobody's worried about me getting hit. You know, you're asking him all the questions. I got hit, too. Nobody cares about my safety. <laughs> Mike Tyson's just a strange person to talk about because, like, he was, like, I don't know if you can consider him a good person now, but he definitely wasn't a good person. No, people forget. He's a convicted rapist. Yeah, like, like he's definitely, like, people can definitely try their best to add redemption, I suppose. Right, right. Um, He did did some shit. Yeah, he was was a monster for a reason. You know, and, uh... I, I watched some interviews with him though, and he's just like, I was just so angry all the time because I had all these people around me who didn't care about me, and I knew they didn't care about me, and it just made me angry, you know. And it's like, I, I guess I can relate to that, but at the same time, there's way better ways to go about how you you took care of that issue. Yeah, well, he was he was like, you know, he was boxing in the '90s, and the '90s was all about like grunge and angst, and I feel like that just oh, yeah. translated to pop culture. Like you see it with like a. Uh, you know, it just stuff with the media, like how harsh people went at Monica Lewinsky and stuff like that. It was like mm-hmm. people were just fucking ruthless back then. And you could just do like more heinous shit. So that's why Tyson got away with as much as he did. Now it's like you look at him now, it's like it, it, it's still the same guy, but it's a very mature sort of same yeah, guy. Like, I, I can respect someone who can be like, yeah, I did some bad stuff. Right, you know, where a lot of people will be like, "No, I was justified in being a terrible person." Right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know until like I think last year that he was doing a podcast, and I was like, "Who the fuck wants to listen to Mike Tyson talk for an hour?" Yeah, I was. I was talking to a friend telling him about like I don't know how to take Mike Tyson anymore. He seems like he's trying to be a gen- genuinely trying to be better. Right. And, and at one point, he sends he sends me a link to a podcast that he was on, or no, it was a radio show, and he kind of like. Puts the host in check, kind of like, you know, the fuck I am kind of situation, which to a degree, the way the host was like framing it, I kind of get is just like, you don't know me or my experiences. So how dare you tell me what I was thinking kind of thing. But at the same time, though, he could have backed off a little bit and been like, well, you don't understand. Let me tell you how it was kind of thing. Instead of being like, you don't fucking know me. You don't don't tell me what I know. It's pretty much what he told him. It's just it's just the instinct, man. It's just, you know, he got into he got into it because that's just who he was at his core. Now it's like he's trying to like hold it back a little bit. He is literally holding back the lie in his fucking system. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, like yeah, because because when I thought about, it, I was like, I can get behind the whole you don't know who I am or my experiences. But at the same time, though, uh, Mike Tyson's probably not going to remember that guy on that radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad about it later. Right. So. so I wanted to ask you this, get your opinion, because. Uh, this is something that I have like mixed thoughts on, but I'm mostly leaning towards a, it's a positive. How do you feel about the Paul brothers getting into boxing? Oh, the, oh God. Uh, I, I, I know that, uh, like, what, Jake Paul fought recently, or was it Logan Paul? I don't know. Jake, he fought, uh, Nate Robinson, a fucking basketball player. Mm. He knocked him out, like, really good, but at the same time, it's like he's, he's bragging about knocking out a basketball player. Yeah, like I would have more. It'd be more positive things to say if he actually went against somebody who knew what they were doing. Right, right. 
not to say that like maybe, I don't maybe the boxing guy, the basketball player had trained in boxing before. I don't know, but I've seen people who are like who are like like some of the best wrestlers in this state train uh, like learn how to box and they they, they don't. You know, basketball even basketball players. We've we've had uh, we've had uh, basketball players that are just like uh, they they have stamina and stuff. But they when you when you're exerting energy in those quick bursts, way different from when you're trying to dribble a basketball, play play, play a game for hours. You need you need that endurance to reserve energy. Whereas in boxing, you have however many rounds, and it's usually three minutes each, depending on and you have to either figure out how to expend that energy in the best way possible to take someone out as fast as possible or to extend that energy as much as possible and try and get someone else to wear down while trying to get more points and stuff like that. But do you think it's good that they're doing like they're moving, they're doing boxing instead of YouTube? (sighs) That mm, that's hard because people tend to emulate people they like and he, they have very young audiences. Yeah. And if they decide, oh, if he does that, I can do that. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of young kids have been like, oh, I can do the dumb stuff he does because it's easy to do dumb stuff. You can get hurt if you if you take something not seriously enough. You know. Now, if they're genuinely trying to box and this is just a stunt to become more popular, so they can actually start doing more boxing, stuff, yeah, good for them, I guess. I don't know, but if they're just gonna box just to fight people who really don't know how to do anything, any kind of substance to it, is there really a point? it's it's a publicity stunt see like i'm of the mindset where it's like i would rather have these guys boxing than making this content for children that is just so not good like it like you look at guys like j station where it's like this should not be for kids this is just Mm -hmm. wildly toned at wildly inappropriate so with the Paul brothers, it's like I, I kind of like them getting out of that bubble, moving away from that audience. But at the same time, I can see why a lot of like boxers are getting like – I don't want to say offended, but they just feel like insulted that it's like they're being taken seriously. Because one, it's like the stigma of being a YouTuber. But also there's mm-hmm. this like – you don't know how genuine they are because there's they are such disingenuous pricks that it's like mm-hmm. do you yeah. actually care about this for? Are you just doing this for your brand basically? Like, would I prefer them not doing stupid stuff and posting on the internet? I, I suppose, looking at it that way objectively, yeah, I'd rather them not do that. Uh, but if they're going to do boxing, like, actually do boxing. Now, not to say that they, they aren't in fantastic shape. Right, yeah. Because he's built like a, a brick house. For yeah, it's the most disappointing. That's the most depressing thing. It's like you can't even yeah. kick these twerps ass because they're fucking jacked. <laughs> like what that what that screams to me though is that they don't want to fight people who can actually deal with them. Right, because uh, Jake Paul was calling out fucking Conor McGregor. I wouldn't do that. Like, like I don't have a great opinion of McGregor's ability to box, but again, he didn't do bad against a fant- well. I'm not gonna say he's a fantastic world champion, but one of the best boxers of, of you know our our time. Right, right, and it's just like I have I have a really hard time complimenting. Uh, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> dude, dude, most people do, honestly. Everyone who fucking compliments Mayweather, they always do it to gritted teeth, so you're not alone there. Yeah, like, like I genuinely believe he's a great boxer, but he's just not a good person. Okay, but one more thing towards uh, boxing. How do you manage, like, a work-life balance between your, your day job, boxing, YouTube, and then just general thing? It's got to be difficult, right? Okay. So it's a little easier now. Uh, to a degree, and the reasoning for that being is I don't have a job currently. Uh, 
Um, so uh, I'll cover that in a second. But like when I did have a job, though, it was constantly chaotic. Uh, and and then at one point, my job got like kind of mellowed out. I kind of get out at a decent time, and then I would usually be able to get there and help out for a fair amount and actually get the experience I needed to become a much better boxing coach. Uh, and that, that was always the hardest thing. I'd be like, oh, I, that's the reason why I, I had to stop training and stuff. My job would always just be like, we need you here for forever. And it's like, oh, um, well, I guess I have forever checked on my calendar for you. So <laughs> I used to work like 12 hour days, almost seven, you know, like five days a week for like a year at one point. Oh and, uh, and I needed it cause I had a, I had a, an apartment, which is where that dating video was, uh, filmed at. So when, when I, when the, I was doing that, it was impossible. I couldn't train to fight and stuff. It was hard for me to be there for fights. I would literally have to take time off or ask to leave early sometimes. And then doing YouTube stuff on top of that, I would lose sleep uh, trying to get videos done. I've literally woken up at this very desk editing videos. Oh, man. You know, and those are awful days. Uh, I remember one time I fell asleep just in my chair just like this. And I just remember waking up being like... (laughs) And And then I remember falling asleep in my car once after parking. Oh, okay. At least that's after parking. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm not I, like like I've been driving and then realized I've been much further along than what I realized and not remember how I got there. Yeah, but, no, uh, we've all been there, man. But uh, and the, and so, and then my job chilled out for a bit, and we were like eight eight, eight hours, which is, I mean, I'm not gonna say the life, but better compared uh, to what you had. I mean, it feels like the life. Yeah, and then like, I could actually make it. You know, I can actually help coach for maybe two or three hours a day here and there. And I'd usually do it three days a week, so I actually have time to do other stuff aside from that. So I wasn't just working all the time. And uh, and then I would help with fights whenever I needed to. They'd tell me when a fight was, or if they needed me to watch the gym while they were out of town. And uh, and so with that, it, like, and that's another reason why I kind of just stopped doing uh, neural problems as well, is because it was just like. I want to do these videos, but I'm so busy. By the time I actually have time to do them, you're exhausted. Yeah, I'm exhausted. The subject matters past. No one cares and stuff. You know, that when you're trying to stay relevant, anyways. But right. At the same time, it was like I love, I love talking about things I want to talk about. When I'm so tired, I can't really get the energy to talk about them. You know, and so, I, so but then I started getting exhausted because I couldn't even do my other base work. It got that ridiculous. I was like, I was literally like two months behind on something that was l- extremely important. And if it didn't get done and we would get caught on it, we could get shut down. And they were just like, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Don't take care of it. I'm like, all right, fine. And at some point, certain point, I literally sat down one day and, uh, wait, do I have it? I can't take it down, but I have a Bob Ross calendar over there. <laughs> and, uh, and I had it in the, in the, in the cubicle with me. And I sat down and I looked at the calendar, I looked at my computer and I looked down and I should fucking quit. I just, I just fucking quit. And I've had that feeling before, but usually your voice is just like, no, 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 don't do that. You have you have important things you need to do. You know, what are you going to do if you don't have a job? You know, how are you going to support yourself? How are you going to do it? What if something bad happens? That voice was like, yeah, yeah, you should fucking quit. <laughs> and so I literally grabbed my Bob Ross calendar and just get ready to walk out. <laughs> now, that time I got stopped by a supervisor and it was someone I respected enough to stay. But then the next three days, a supervisor treated me like trash for three days in a row. I called uh, him for two days, quit the third day. Oh, uh, okay. 
Which, so, by the way, I, I only got paid ninety bucks for my last week, even though they should have paid me for those two days I called in. Did you? So, did you have uh, benefits at all, or was it just? Oh yeah, I yeah. had insurance and everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's like a that's a real that's, walk away. That's a big important one for me. Yeah, like that's that, that's one other reason why I hadn't quit because I needed insurance. But at this point, I was just like, I can't do it anymore. It's just you valued your mental health over yeah. just the money at that point, which is like. <laughs> To illustrate how livid I was with the supervisor, he fucked something up and I had to fix it. It was his fault. And he was making me stay there for 13 hours to help him fix this problem. And I was literally looking for security cameras because I wanted to hurt this person. I, like, I don't ever, I'm never that person. I'm never that upset of a person. And I call that, like, so I told you about my coach, Charlie. I call that Coach Charlie thinking. That's some shit that he does. I was literally like, where's the camera? I'm going to knock this motherfucker out. <laughs> oh, it's behind that It's behind that pallet? Oh, he'll fucking never know. He'll, he'll never know I punched him. He won't even remember. <laughs> like, I was so close. Because, like, uh, when I've had a call Coach Charlie down after a loss or something, I, he's literally just done like, I'll shoot every motherfucker in this building. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, Coach, we have a fight in two minutes. You can't be doing this right now. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. What was the conversation like with him as a kid at the parent-teacher conferences? I know Charlie can be a handful sometimes. He doesn't sit still and he fidgets when he's reloading. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> so, like, so that was like that was like the epitome of that. I was like, I'm done. I'm absolutely done with this. And uh, this is the first time in the last, hell, probably eight years of my life that I have not had a job and quit and not had another job lined up. And because, like, I was literally just like, what am I here for? Money? I can get money. You know, which is a, another Coach Charlie statement because I've heard him literally say that before when he was frustrated with something. He's like, what, what am I doing? What, what I, money? I know how to get money. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, so I literally, I just went to that same mentality. I was like, I know how to get money. Like, I, like it's just money. Well, it's a it's a smart approach to value your your mental health over a job that's just mm-hmm. being so detrimental. It, not just mentally, physically too. When you're like also oh working like that many hours, and you're putting yourself at risk of falling asleep behind the wheel. Like, and, like I don't know, I don't know how bad my health is right now because I've not been to a doctor because I don't have insurance, sadly. But uh, my 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 blood pressure was so high working for that place. I, I like I'm still on blood pressure meds, but it's only just because I still have medicine right now. Um, before that though, before I was on blood pressure meds, I went to the chiropractor and he took my blood pressure and he's like, "I think this one's broken. Let me go get another one. <laughs> this one might be broken too. Let me go get another one." They get me like a they get a regular one. Like your blood pressure is like two forty over one seventy. Like you should be dead. Like. <laughs> Like you, you can have a stroke at any moment. You need to go to the doctor today. They literally were like, "You're not." They made they called. They made a doctor appointment for me <laughs> and stuff. So that job was killing me as well, like heavily, because I I had high blood pressure before, and I got it all the way down to where it was perfectly healthy. And as soon as I started that job, it started getting stressed out, back to, like worse than it ever was. You know, and it, when you when you realize that what you're doing is. You don't realize how bad your uh, how bad stress is for you until it's basically going to kill you. Right? Yeah. No. Exactly. Because you know you put yourself on uh, autopilot basically when you're working, mm-hmm. and then when you take yourself off when you clock out, it's you're like, I feel like garbage. Yeah. Like you have to decide. Like, uh, well, I've been working for twelve hours. What do I do for two hours before I go to bed? Exactly. 
And it's like one of those things is like, how much of my life am I sacrificing and is it worth it? And it's like, a lot of the time, not really. Like, and that's a big part of why YouTube is hard because it's like, when do I have time? When, I, when did I have time to edit videos and stuff? And things like that. And some of the videos I edited, I actually did them on days where I was so tired I couldn't go into work and I literally edited the video <laughs> after calling in. That is a fucking, that is a true trooper yeah. move right there. I didn't, I didn't call in because I, I wanted to edit the video. I called in because I was so tired, but I was like, I'm still going to do something then today. Yeah, no, that's like what it, you're, you're, uh, you're, phys- you're too physically drained to, like, you know, carry boxes and all that, but you're just good enough that you can click, click, mm-hmm. click. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's this? All right, let's do this part. And then, like... And uh, when I was doing the, uh, what was it, the Final Fantasy, uh, the Lightning Returns, the Final Fantasy Ten reviews, like, the amount of hours sunk into editing that alone is just like so ridiculous and it's like i'm doing that because i want to but then you actually you know you go to actual work and it's like this feels longer <laughs> oh god yeah, yeah like that's, that's always the biggest part too it's like i'm like oh i filmed all the stuff i need i think i have all the footage i've made all the assets i need to start putting in now let's make the video you're just doing this for fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> Headphone on, and you're just, like, editing audio is my least favorite part, because I have to listen to myself talk over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, and, that's always, uh, that's always unpleasant. People, like, you, you know, you look at the final product of the video, and you're like, wow, this is a fun, entertaining video. Good. It was miserable yeah. to make. <laughs> Adobe Premiere crashed. The fucking file wasn't compatible. The frame rate was off. My dreams are dead. <laughs> Oh my god, you're saying so many things I relate to. <laughs> dude, well, frame rates being off is oh, so frustrating. Dude, you yeah. finish it and it's completely out of sync with the audio and you're like, what the fuck is... Dude, there's some videos on my YouTube channel where I look at it and I'm like, that's not lining up like it did in Premiere. <laughs> the, uh, dude, when I was doing the Lightning Returns video, when I was getting towards the end of it... Um, that was my bad, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was me. But uh, no, I was getting towards the end of the Lightning Returns video. I'm like, in the final stretch... Premiere crashes and I lose about 20 minutes of edited stuff and I just had to bite the bullet and re-edit it and that was even worse because I had publicly announced it at that point so I had a fucking time constraint <laughs> and it's like yeah the final product is great and all but like you the headache and the amount of work that actually went into it and that's something I actually like doing then you put me in a, a job where I'm working and I don't enjoy what I'm doing. Oh god, it's a drain. I remember something like that happening to me too, and the video went from like uh, almost being done to being released a month later because I was disgusted that I lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh. that, that's what. That's what you know. You've had enough. Now, uh, real quick, uh, how how I found you on YouTube. This is an interesting story. I think I actually knew about you a year before I even messaged you about anything. Um, I got into playing. So when I, oddly because of uh, of um, of YouTube actually, because I was doing YouTube stuff, I, I decided to start looking into stuff I, didn't, I wasn't too familiar with because I thought that'd be an interesting thing to make a video about, which I never end up doing, but but uh, which I still might do because I think it's a good subject. I had never really played a Sega Saturn. Uh, it was like the one of the few consoles I never played a Sega Saturn on, and so I learned that it's super easy to basically make copies of games now. Because someone managed to crack the copyright protection on the Sega Saturn. Right, then the uh, you hack, you flash the um, the the cartridge, uh, the fucking action mm-hmm. replay plus cartridge with uh, pseudo Saturn. And, yeah, you just put CDRs mm-hmm. in there. And uh, uh, and then I couldn't get this. This is gonna start ringing bells for you probably. I couldn't get Panzer Dragon Saga to work. 
Well, and that's how I found you. <laughs> the video of being like, how can you make a copy that works on a Sega Saturn that you can just copy? That was literally the video. I was like, <laughs> why do you dress like Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing is, with the Spider-Man shtick, a lot of it was because originally I just didn't want to use my face. Because I was trying to relate to that. Well, because at the time, like I was trying to keep the um, the YouTube stuff and the stand up comedy stuff completely separate. Because, like you know, I you know people would see my comedy and then maybe they couldn't take the video seriously, or they only know me as writing Spider Man, where I'm you know more structured and scripted. And then they see <laughs> the stuff I say on stage, which is. I mean, you saw uh, the clip I posted on Twitter, some of the things I was saying, and that which is uh, wildly, you know, inappropriate in terms of, like, if you know, I'm going to structure or write a script or anything, present myself that way. So, originally, I was just trying to keep it separate, and I just had the uh, the Spider-Man suit, so I was like, fuck it, I'll do it this way. But then after, yeah, yeah. after a while, I got too fucking fat for the old, the old suit. <laughs> That's why I transitioned to wearing the hoodie because uh, I was, oh. yeah, no, I do. I was too fat for the old suit because I got the, I got the original suit, like the Amazing Spider-Man two suit. When I was, uh, I it was when I was bulking, but I, you know, life took it, you know, took its toll, and I stopped mm-hmm. working out as much, and all that, all that muscle I built just turned into fat, and then I just. Mm-hmm continue to gain weight and then stand up in general like we don't live healthy lives like we're out till like 3 a.m and then we get up at like mm-hmm. 7 to go to our jobs and shit it's it's rough so like just a combination of that i got too fat for the suit so i started wearing the hoodie oh, and, and then 2018 i finally was like all right i need to i need to lose weight i am a fat fucking yeah. boy <laughs> so okay uh, i think we're coming up on the end of the podcast um this has definitely been a bit i would say this was a very successful first episode and yeah. uh I was, I was extremely nervous because, one, I don't like seeing myself, and then, two, we'd never spoken in person, actually. So, well, in person, but... <laughs> yeah, no. It's interesting. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, what was I going to do? Have you come on and be like, this is what you fucking sound like? <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me, peasant! <laughs> I invited you here. You were <laughs> five minutes late to this Discord call that I struggled to get working. <laughs> So, uh, where can people find you on social media? All right. So, uh, at JillyFu on Twitter. Uh, uh, my YouTube's weird. It's Nerd Socialized because originally it was going to be a podcast, and then I just ended up changing ideas. And JillyFu's just been my username for everything since forever. And so <laughs> I was like, I'll just make it that now. And so, if you search JillyFu on YouTube, you should be able to find it. JillyFu on Twitch. I do a lot more on Twitch now, really. Like, a lot of my streaming is both platforms. But I've actually made more money on Twitch in the last two weeks than I ever did on YouTube. So, gotta just start getting on that Twitch grind soon. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's only fifty bucks, but I've only ever made like ten dollars on YouTube, and I never got it because you need a hundred dollars. So, <laughs> I back in twenty twelve, I got a check, a good old check for fifty bucks from YouTube back in the day. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Man. Years ago, man. I've been doing YouTube for a while now. That was on my old channel that I don't do anymore. But all right, so. uh Guys, be sure to check out Jilly Fu. Check out his stuff. Uh, do you have any other uh, future plans, real quick? Anything that you're oh, well, planning coming up? Sorry, I'm stumbling. You, <laughs> no, you're fine. If, if you ever come on the Twitch channel and you see a you see a blue and pink anime boy, that's also me, but in VR. So don't be confused. That is the that is thing. That's one thing we didn't really get to touch on. That was a little bit of the rebranding thing, and uh, and so I've been involving that. So like, so if you ever see like a pink and blue anime boy. The, the aesthetic's like synthwave cyberpunk kind of thing. Uh, 
that's me. I'm just in virtual reality. That's pretty much what it comes down to. I don't plan on using this avatar <laughs> as or at least as much. Like maybe a joke or a cameo of like the original character of some sort. But um, currently, I don't have nothing too big. I, I stream usually weekly, uh, like like at least like two three times a week. And so if you stop by, you can play audio and mess with me or make me do push-ups on stream. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that sounds good. So uh, this was episode one of the Pixel Trash Podcast. Thank you for being here, Jillyfoot. Thank anyone at home who's watching, and we will see you guys on the next episode. <laughs>